Hello and welcome. You are listening to episode 64 of the Nearly Men Video Games podcast, coming to you live on Twitch from Scotland on Thursday, 28th of May, 2020. I am Gary Hawk Simmons, and joining me today is Paul Kaczynski. Hello, hello. And Colin Little. Hello. We have nothing to do with the video games industry. We don't make them, we don't sell them, and we're not even particularly good at them. We are the Nearly Men, and at some point, you've probably kicked our asses online. Kapow! 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 (laughs) Actually, lately, I've been kicking other people's asses online, so that sentence might need to change. Oh, my word. Oh, fight and talk already, straight off the bat. Could be the almost men. I'm an Overwatch (laughs) goddess. Oh, my. I'm not actually, but it feels that way when I get five kill streaks in a row. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. I know. Uh-huh. I was, I was well impressed. When, when, when did you get good? I know. You can't start this podcast like that. <laughs> Let's go back. That, that, Let's that, go this, back. This will not do. <laughs> Talk about predator or something first. Unbelievable. <laughs> then you know we can come up. With, we can throw that in after the news or something that you're actually competent. <laughs> I've got to like set my set set the levels. <laughs> well, so, someone does because anyone that caught our predator stream last night knows that both myself and Paolo are definitely not competent. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> were you fighting each other? Uh, yeah, we, we were fighting each other. Well, for some points, uh, it didn't help. It didn't help. No, no. It's it a nightmare. It's a nightmare. I just have uh, visions of every game ending in a draw somehow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, Paolo got off to quite a bad start, and then. It, it fixed itself, and then we went online, and it all went about Pete Tong. <laughs> aye, I did. Mm. That's pretty much right. That's pretty much accurate. Mm. Oh, like what Eddie Wee Maverick is saying. That's Gary graduated to man. Oh, <laughs> the the man. I don't, I don't like that. I don't want to be a man. <laughs> Men have responsibilities. <laughs> Gary, you can be whatever you want to be. 2020, you could be whatever you want to be. <laughs> uh, Can uh, I just say it is so hot in this room? It is very warm in Scotland. I mean, you're, you're, you're looking very dapper, Paolo. Wait, no, you and, uh, effort. And Gary's got his sun hat on, and yep. yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just in my t-shirt as usual, just on brand. Yep, yep, yep. You're looking good though, Colin. Oh, you've got a shiny new rig, as it were. I have what the kids call it. I have, I have, I have, uh, a new face. I, I have got that as well. I, I tidied, I tidied this beard up as well. You know, well, you know new face. Make an effort. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I, I pimped my rig. I did new laptop, <laughs> new me, um, and, and it seems to be so far looking okay. We'll see. We'll see how it holds up. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh. I, I'm just relieved. Last night on the stream, I had all the buttons to deal with, and I was oh. like, "What did I do? What did I do?" Um, <laughs> And I have limited buttons to deal with tonight, so who knows how bad that will go. But, uh, yeah. Sure, it'll be much easier when we have no buttons to push. Um, <laughs> you just do it with your mind. Oh, <laughs> no, don't, because something might happen, actually. We broke the internet. Oh. We're very good at doing that. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, in a minute, Paul's going to push a button to go over how to get in touch with us, because we love it when you get in touch with us. Um, you can do it in multiple ways. Uh, so Paul, hit that button and let them know how. Reaching the Nearly Men is easier than ever. Search for the Nearly Men video games podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube or your preferred podcast player. 
We stream on Twitch. Follow Colin at Colin underscore NM. Follow Paul at Paul Kaczynski, all one word. Follow Gary at Blunderboy87. And let's get social on Facebook as The Nearly Men. Twitter and Instagram where we are at Nearly Men. Or go old school and email us on info at thenearlymen.com. Need all that again? Links are on our website, thenearlymen.com. So what are you waiting for? So yes, please do get in touch with us now. We have moved over to Twitch, as you can see, or you might hear if you're listening to this on the podcast. Visual um, listeners. Visual listeners. Visual listeners. <laughs> Picture our <laughs> glorious faces. And um, when you watch on Twitch, you can subscribe to us. Uh, and if you subscribe to us, that helps keep the, the, the... I keep going to say podcast, but we're not. We just say company, channel. Program. Program. I think that's what I've, I've landed on is program I like when it. I speak to people about it. So if you subscribe, you keep the program going um, by becoming a podcast producer. And we're going to run through those producers right now. Um, so our producers, we have Nat Pacino. My name is producer. So we are doing that after everyone. Okay, no, not time. everyone. Not everyone, right. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll do it intermittently. No bit time. No bit time. <laughs> oh, no. You're going to throw it. Uh, we have Gavin Alaf. Uh, Blunderboy87. Brother Jacob, <laughs> Bry Tutuway, Paul Kaczynski, Colin NM, Sherry Bobbins09, Jabrai, Joshua1978, John Rocks21, Diet Punk, and Jurob2013. Can I just throw in that Jurob2013? Uh, subscribed during our Predator stream last night, so he must Aww. be really keen. You must have I, I don't know what he's coming for. That's it. That's it. Just loves a bit of producing. Yeah. Just so on uh, an investment opportunity. I thought that's. I like the cut of these guys' jib. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, being a, a subscriber and a producer may get some benefits in the future. We're still working that sort of thing out. Um, it has been suggested a hot date with a nail man of your choosing. Um, I don't know if Paul and Colin are up for that, but I'm going to throw that one of them. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're, no, you need to be involved. Yeah, yeah, that's nope. that's it. I mean, I'm just probably if they went a date with me, they did the what to marry me, and I'm already already married. So, well, see, that's the thing, you know. <laughs> did we do the whole so thing? <laughs> do we do the whole thing? You know, when you're in a boy band, that you don't tell anybody that you've got a partner. Oh, and it keeps wow. it keeps it. Oh, always a possibility. Well, I mean, we could we could. I, I don't think there's really a market for this, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah. I, think, I think you're over. You're over yourself. <laughs> we're all we're all on the wrong side of thirty now. <laughs> also, who would pay for the date? The producer or the nearly man? Oh, that's a well, good question. Sure, surely, if you're a big white producer, you should be paying. Exactly. That should definitely, definitely. Well, there we go. The wee maverick says, "Done. I want a date with Gary." Oh, <laughs> cool. it would be the best date ever. <laughs> I'd say we'd go to M and D's, but that's me shut. Oh, Aye, you need to go with wipes fucking... and all that every time you go on a ride. <laughs> Wiping it. Oh, <laughs> nightmare. Yeah. Uh, one of our uh, producers, Brian228, uh, has been in touch with a comment. Uh, and this is a controversial comment. Um, funniest oh. clip past week hasn't been calling for once, but was Paul's death in The Last of Us, where they got <laughs> set on fire after saying that it had missed him. That might well outdo anything Colin has done in Stranded Deep for comedy timing. Right. I, I missed this. Right. Here, here he comes, right? He's going to do this trying to do this if, He tried this last night. It didn't work. Didn't as, if, as if I didn't have enough to do today, right? 
I've done this right now. Uh, where is it? It's in there, right? Now, Gary and Colin, you're not going to be able to hear this. Right. So you might want to look at your stream, right? Okay. Very convenient. Now, it's, it, the, the clip is titled, Oh, He's Missed Me, right? Yeah. He's Missed yep. Me. Yeah. That's not what I said, right? Look That's at this. Look, look at this. Me. Look at this. Oh, 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 oh. Please miss me. That did not miss me. That did not miss me. <laughs> that looks like you said, oh, he missed me, and then, oh, he didn't miss me. No, right, right, right. What, what I said was, oh, please miss me. That did he miss me, right? Oh. <laughs> right, no, I, I it's, a bit, it's a bit unfair for Colin and I Gary, right? But <laughs> uh, watch this. Now, you'll be able to get this. Now, watch this. Watch it carefully. Please miss me. Please miss me. Please miss me. Please miss me. Clearly see that my lips go together. Please miss me. Do you so, want, like, like, watch again, so watch Paolo, again, watch again. Please miss me. Please miss me. Please miss me. Please miss me. Please, please, so he's spent please. the entire day kidding on us, Gary, that he's working hard behind the scenes. What he's actually been doing is making deep fakes to try and, try and <laughs> point out the fact that he's not some sort of... We know exactly. That's deep fake. That's fake news, mate, and you will not is not welcome on this podcast. <laughs> and Brian degree, Brian says it looks like you're messing about with the original recording, overdubbing yeah, yeah, yeah. it. That's, sort of just, going on that's here. my bizarre face. <laughs> <laughs> please, let's <miss> move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the shade in the chat for you, Mr. Kaczynski. Oh, that, I, I'm just playing it as it was. That, that's no hashtag, no filter. Oh. <laughs> I, I, hashtag fake news. That's, a, that's, that's oh. what I would say. Unbelievable. News, let, oh. let us know. Let us know what people yeah. think. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe we need to run a poll. I don't know. Maybe we need to do that. Maybe we need to see what people think. <laughs> uh, right in, right in, listeners. Right, and you'll have heard it, so you could play it back numerous times to hear that p, that p. Bear in mind, Paolo is our technical maestro. If anyone had the capacity and mm -hmm. definitely would have doctored that video, then it's definitely Paul. It's definitely Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sweating. I'm just throwing that out there again. <laughs> you're sweating because we're scrutinising your, your your fake news, mate. I know. Well, the court, well, the court. No, no. Can we can we just finish the episode uh, now? Just like play nah, a video nah. or something? Nah, <laughs> play nah, on stream? Nah. I am sweating. Mm -hmm. oh, we will move leave. on though. We'll move on yep. from fake news to actual news so you can have a break. Um, <laughs> 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 oh gosh, I this is a first news story. I hate you, Colin Little. So, right, I'm going to jump in here before Gary actually does do the news. Would you believe it, listeners, that when we did the live podcast on Thursday, Gary, Colin and myself completely forgot to mention that we're doing the 40 hour charity stream next weekend. Would you believe it? We completely forgot with everything going on at the time. We're running about. We completely forgot to add it to the news. And of course, we're all run burgundy. If it's not written down, we don't read it. So let me remind you now, listeners, um, we are going to be doing a 40 hour charity gaming marathon this weekend. So Saturday, the 6th of June. And Sunday the 7th of June, we're going to be doing 40 hours of gaming. Now we're going to split it up, so it's 12 hours of Gary, 12 hours of Colin, 12 hours of myself, and 4 hours of us all together at once. 
So we're going to start on Saturday, the 6th of June at 6am, and we're going to have Gary from 6am to 6pm. Then Colin's going to take over for 6pm and do the graveyard shift right through to 6am on the Sunday morning, where myself, Paul Kaczynski, is going to pick it up at 6am on the Sunday, take us through to 6pm on the Sunday evening, and then all three of us will get together from 6pm on Sunday to 10pm on the Sunday, playing multiplayer games and having lots of fun and all that jazz. It's going to be the usual kind of thing, the same as the safe point we do in October. Obviously it's social distance, so we're going to be on our own. So anything you can do, give us some follows, give us some chat, give us some donations. Please do donate if you can. We're aware that everybody has got tight money issues at the moment, um, but if you can spare anything for such a great cause, you can donate at www.thenews.com nearlymen.com it's a great cause it's for the edinburgh children's hospital charity raising funds for the sick kids hospital in edinburgh it's a great 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 charity so we're raising funds for their covid19 crisis appeal basically that's a wee bonus level we know nobody's getting any money uh, but it'd be great if anybody can spare any coins just donate at www.thenearlymen.com the story's on there just an easy link from there and please do throw whatever you can our way. We've got a really low target of just £200. Um, at the moment, we're already a quarter of the way there, so anything you can spare is great. But please do join us on our Twitch channel, www.twitch.tv slash men. We're going to be starting at 6am on the Saturday morning and going right through to Sunday evening at 10pm. Hope you'll join us, and I'll pass back over to Gary for the news. Our first news story today is a uh, 30 miles to Barnard Castle video game. Yes. Let's players reenact Dominic Cummings' controversial clip for themselves. <laughs> and this comes from Lewis Shelton of The Independent. Um, someone has created a video game in Dreams PS4 called 30 Miles to Barnard Castle, in which players can control a man named Dominic as he drives from uh, Durham to Barnard Castle. <laughs> The creation follows under fire government advisor Dominic Cummings claims that he embarked in April on a lockdown flouting trip to the northern sightseeing site, which took place on his wife Mary Wakefield's birthday, <laughs> as a means of testing his eyesight amid concerns that his vision was failing. In the game, a clip of which was posted by its creator, known as Stevie128K, players must drive along a road, avoiding obstacles. While driving, you can hear a child's voice saying, Get me to that castle right now along with coughing from Dominic. The game's description reads, Dominic needs to get back to work, but his eyes went all weird. You know, uh, Pillow, if you're going to do biting political satire, you can't laugh the whole way through it. It's, it's just so good because it was done so quickly. It was and so quick. I know mm-hmm. Dreams is good and it's very accessible and all that, but I mean, this was out a mere <laughs> hours after his press conference. I just, I just loved somebody that was watching it and uh, probably sitting there booting up Dreams and then just suddenly went... <laughs> 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 Wait a minute! Oh, um, what am I going to do tonight? I actually think it's Dominic Cummings has made it himself, and he has. Oh, I like your thinking. This might not actually be a game. It might actually be dash cam footage. I'm <laughs> sure. I want to know what obstacles they're avoiding. Like press, security camera. Well, it looks like it's mostly rocks. rocks I mean, and cars. I mean, the, the object that it, it's really struggling to avoid is political scrutiny at the moment. It's um, <laughs> yeah. such a shame I couldn't put the sound on this because the sound is, is, is just oh, as good as the visuals. Oh my God. It's, 
Coffin is fluttery. It's got like Dominic Coffin, as you say, and it's got the wee kid going, Get me to that castle now! Dominic's like, Oh, oh, oh I've, got, I've got to get to work. <laughs> this is this is the most biting political satire we have done since uh, since Logger Mog. Oh. <laughs> Logger Mog? Logger bring Mog. It, we need to bring Logger Mog we, back, get Gary on we it. We might need to bring it back. I don't know what Logger Mog is. Oh. No, no, no. That was the, oh. the before time. Mm. <laughs> the dark time. BG. <laughs> Pre-G. Uh, PG. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, brilliant. Just great to see. Uh, you know, if, if Dreams funny. never does another thing, then it has fulfilled its usefulness <laughs> in the world. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm already thinking it could be Game of the Year. I've not even played it. <laughs> I no. never made Last of Us. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sherry Bottoms is suggesting Log Hog or Mog. Oh, that's okay. good. That might help. That might Wait, help. I'm never scared now with these recommendations, seeing as I don't know what it's <laughs> in the middle of. Oh, very quickly, Log or Mog was where Colin did a brilliant quiz where I had to describe, decide whether it was a line of dialogue from a game or something that Jacob Rees Mogg had said. <laughs> yep. And believe it or not, it was much harder to tell than you think. <laughs> Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> that was very funny, very funny. I had to find all these bonkers, like, lines of dialogue from, like, JRPGs and things. <laughs> um, it was, like, and, episode 26 yeah. or something like that. It's ages ago. Look at oh, it. Oh, it's, it's oh, well that is good. Classic, classic. I foresee you'll, you'll a revival of that. You'll have heard it, Gary, because you listen to every single episode we've ever done, surely. I used to have him in the bath, so I might be underwater at that point. <laughs> for, like, <laughs> for, like, 20-odd minutes. <laughs> hey, I was practicing to be a mermaid. And that comes as yeah. no surprise to anyone, so that's okay. a really believable story. Gary, okay. Gary, okay. You, you should be in a rose garden if you're going to start lying like this, okay? Let's, um... <laughs> oh, my dudes. Nightmare. Nightmare. Good fight, oh, Colin Little. Good fight I know, for that. Excellent. Good, good way to start the news. Um, an exciting bit of news next, which uh, has got me tickled. Um, Silent Hill comes to Dead by Daylight. Oh, um, my. And this comes from RelyOnHorror.com. Rourke Keegan. Um, not a hoax, not an imaginary tale. Silent Hill is coming to Dead by Daylight. That's right, announced today via an all-new trailer. The other world is invading the Entity's realm this June. Chapter 16, Silent Hill, releases June 16th and includes a new survivor, Cheryl Heller Mason, new map, Midwich Elementary, and Killer Pyramid Head. On top of all this, Silent Hill franchise composer Akira Yamaoka is stepping in for an all-new remix of the Dead by Daylight theme, adding in a little of that classic Silent Hill space. Oh IGN also sat down with Behaviour Interactive cre- Creative Team along with game director Matthew Coat and creative director Dave Richard about the new DLC. Coat described Pyramid Head as being judge, jury and executioner in Dead by Daylight as it can skip some of the steps required to sacrifice a survivor. Oh crap. Oofed. Similarly, Cheryl will also have unique abilities with some that can only be activated when cursed. Uh, the map is also reimagined, which should be familiar to anyone who's played the original Silent Hill. It was absolutely amazing to work on Silent Hill, said Richard. We had a lot of choice of different iconic locations, but we chose Midwich Elementary School from Silent Hill 1. Usually when we build a map out of a license in the world uh, for Dead by Daylight, it's an interpretation of the location that the entity builds in a specific way. But for Midwich, we took attention to detail and wanted to replicate as much as we could about the map players already know about in Silent Hill 1. We also packed with secrets and winks to the series, so players will be able to discover all these little elements of puzzles, surprise, little jump scares that were in the original Silent Hill, Richard says. 
They also went into detail about how they worked closely with Konami to ensure Silent Hill feels as accurate to the game's styling as possible, as well as announced an all-new cosmetic expansion, Legendary Outfits. Unlike a traditional skin, a Legendary Outfit will change a survivor's model completely, all the way to a new custom animation. While the survivor will still have the same stats and abilities, their appearance will be completely altered. In this case, a Lisa Garland outfit will be available for Cheryl. Wow. Sorry. Oh, my <laughs> fever kicked in there. I, was like, I can't breathe. It's like, Colin Little seemed to upstage you by knocking a light over or something. <laughs> I, I, I honestly had the most stressful minute and a half of my life. My cat started meowing. Uh, my wife tried to get the cat. Managed to release the other cat into the world. Then she escaped with the cats. Uh, she or one of the cats knocked the light over, which I just caught in time, all while I was trying desperately to stay quiet and look <laughs> vaguely professional. Oh. Silent Hill, the cuts are Silent Hill. That's Never it. work with That's children around. Oh, good, he's back. He's back. Great. I'm having an absolute nightmare tonight. You oh. must be quite excited about this, Gary. I am very excited, and it's kind of funny because uh, in April Fool's Day last year, Relying Horror actually did an April Fool's mock-up of a Silent Hill DLC for Dead by Daylight, oh. written, written the, the mickey out of it. So when it was announced, everyone at first went, oh, this is another joke, because Silent Hill's been popping up a lot lately in the rumour mill, like there's a new game coming, it's going to be PS5 exclusive, they're bringing back PT. So when it was kind of hinted at, everyone kind of rolled their eyes and were like, I write. But now it's officially announced and it's coming and the, the franchise is going absolutely mental. Oh, do you think this is like, there was, uh, you know the film Cowboys and Aliens? Yeah. So Cowboys and Aliens was a Steven Spielberg film and it was made purely because I think it might have been um, Star Wars Episode 3 or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't that, but something had the working title of Cowboys and Aliens. Um, um, so no one knew what was getting filmed and all that, uh-huh. and I'm sure somebody uh-huh. picked up and said that's that's a brilliant name for a film. We should make that film. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe it's a, a, a similar thing where somebody's maybe. done this April Fool's joke and then like you know let's let's make that game happen. <clears throat> yeah, there was also so they're remaking or they've remade. I don't know if it's been out yet. Uh, Candyman. Oh yeah. And- yes. Uh, there was a room, like, everyone thought the next DLC was going to be Candyman because the guy who plays Candyman liked Dead by Daylight very recently, which is what happened when the Stranger Things DLC came out. The two ah. the, the actors, um, ah. when the characters ended up liking the page. So everyone thought it was going to be Candyman. So the fact it's came out of Silent Hill, the fact there's not been a proper Silent Hill game in years, and the fact it's using Cheryl, who was known as Heather Mason in the third one, um, and a location from the first game and the, the big bad guy for the second game. It's, it's weird that it's got fans a bit split because they're like, oh, here's Konami um, just using their characters for mon- monetary gain. Yeah. But some fans are really buzzed about it. I mean, I think it's going to bring people swarming back. And I think it's um, it might be a nail in the coffin against Resident Evil Project Resistance because it's licensed Silent House stuff. And one of the biggest horror platforms that's still going just now. So uh-huh. it's very, there's, there's lots behind it. It, it feels quite calculated move and it feels like it could be it could bring a bit of life back to the Silent Hill series so I'm like ooh they might yeah. also be testing the water a little bit to see yeah. you know what sort of <clears throat> uh, response there might be to mm-hmm. a, to mm-hmm. another um, mm-hmm. another yeah. Silent Hill game I mean yeah. I assume there's something in the works somewhere or another yeah 
I mean, I am. Yeah. Um, I'm a moderator on a Silent Hill page on Facebook, um, and the, the 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 joining requests have quadrupled since this announcement, and the the buzz about it on that page alone is mental. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see if there is still. I think it'd be great if they brought Candyman into Dead by Daylight. Well, that might be like the following one because they do have all yeah. the licensed horror film characters in it. So yeah, um, yeah, it'd be great as well. Swarms of bees and things like oh, that yeah. chasing people. Mm-hmm. Um. I've not seen it. It's Jordan. Is it Jordan Peele that made the new Candyman? You may be right, it, actually. Yeah, I think it was. I'm pretty sure he brought it back. I'm really excited about seeing it. I, I think it got kind of mixed reviews, actually, but I quite fancy, quite fancy seeing it. Mm. Oh my pyramid head's so scary. He's such yeah. a scary guy. Um. Uh, yeah. No. I, uh, Dead by Daylight. I don't know. It's it's just always sort of left me a wee bit cold every time I try to play it. I'm a bit like, oh, I don't know if I like it. Quite as much as I thought I was going to like it. Yeah, um, it's, it's almost there, isn't it? I remember playing it for the first time. I was really tense, <clears throat> uh, but it's, it's some it's something about the 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 sacrificing. I think maybe just doesn't quite click with me. There's something not quite right with there for me. I mean, yeah, what is the boys last played? I've, I've got it in the PC now, and I play with a bunch of folk online. Um, Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you, play, you play with other people? You have people? other friends? Wait, I have lots of friends. We know this. We did this on the last episode. Oh, did we? So a treachery every week is fine with you, Gary. Is that what you're <laughs> um, So the, the survivors are studier. Like, there's moves where you can blind the bad guys, and there's a move where um, or a perk you equip. Once they down you, they pick you up, you activate it, and you're like, hit them and escape um, so it's, it's a lot more balanced and there's also the end game so if you're the last survivor all the doors open and the hatch oh. opens and you can try and get to the hatch first before the killer shuts it or you can that, escape via the, the door. a wee bit more interesting my, uh, my issue was it was just doing the same thing over and over and over again yeah. um, and I didn't think it, I know Friday the 13th which was the sort of one that we were kind of playing instead of mm-hmm. most of the time um, you were essentially doing the same thing over and over. It, it just felt there was a few more variables yes. in Friday the 13th than there's ever been in Dead by Daylight. Of course, I love Michael Myers. I love the various types of baddies, and they are pretty scary. Well, Michael Myers is terrifying in it because he doesn't give off a terror radius, so you just be doing your thing, and then he's there, and you're like, oh, that's oh, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's, um, it's worth jumping back in, I'd say, and having a wee play around in it. Well, maybe we should do a stream. Maybe the Nailer mm-hmm. Men need to do a wee stream again, and you can guide us through it, Gary. Um, that might be okay, that sure. might be something we'll have to do. <laughs> Sounds good. nice. Uh, moving on, um, our last piece of news uh, is all about state of play. And uh, I haven't watched the states of play. Um, states of yeah, state of play. Uh, but Colin and Paul, you're going to lead this. So hand over to you guys. Uh, yeah. Um, well, so I know Paolo hasn't seen any of the more recent one. Uh, I've watched a little bit of it. Gary's seen none, as he said. Um, but the last episode, uh, pretty much simultaneously um, to our episode going out, Sony did their first state of play, um, and it was about Ghost of Tsushima, which um, which I know Paolo, you have seen, yeah. Yes. Um, and. Yeah, I have to say, it looks amazing. It looks absolutely amazing. I I love samurai (laughs) stuff. I really do. And I hummed and hawed about watching the state of play (laughs) because I I don't want to see too much, but I I, I couldn't resist it uh, just to get a proper look at it. Uh, And, ooh, it was shiny. And 
I no, get the go. impression. Sorry, I get the impression, Paulo, that this game sort of sort of went from a mm, I'm kind of cautiously interested or optimistic and it's to, to pretty much in must buy territory for yourself now. Pre- pretty much, yeah, yeah. When it first came out, I was a bit like, "Oh, this looks really good and the the, the theme looks really nice right up my street," but it's not going to be what I want it to be. It's it's just going to be, I don't know, too cartoony or something. Something I, I just had. A tentative thought about it. I thought it's going to be cartoony or it's going to be too computer gamey. Um, but watching that state of play, it's it's really really came into its own and being that Japanese cinematic, you know, the samurai Red Dead, if you you know, if you yeah, will. Yeah, it's what what really um, surprised me actually. I don't know why. I don't know why I had this in my head. I guess it was the stuff they were showing us beforehand because, of course, it was. Um, it was uh, Sucker Punch that, that were making the game, you know? So, of course, they're, they we, we know them from infamous, these open world sort of experiences and all that. And then suddenly um, it, it turns into... I, I had a feeling it was going to be a bit more like The Last of Us or something, where it was going to be some sort of sort of like story-based, sort of linear sort of game. But it's a proper open world adventure game, you know? Um, mm. uh, very limited UI and... Yeah, I just I just think it looks really, really quite something. It looks stunning, and there's all sorts of cool little things like you can play the whole game in black and white, so you've yeah, got that classic yeah. samurai movie filter. Um, I'm so I'm so tempted to do the Japanese audio. I, I don't oh. I I would love it. I just I don't know if if my brain could take it constantly. I, you I, get you stay quite easy. So I play a lot of like. Uh, GRPGs set in Japan in Japanese and at first you're kind of like uh and then like an hour and it, it's second nature so I'd say go with the Japanese audio oh love it love it that, that's certainly my instinct um yeah really excited about that I think it's going to be really good um but the the main one that we wanted to talk about uh, of course was last night's state of play where uh Neil Druckmann was showing off some fresh sequences. Uh, there was a video sequence, there was an extended gameplay sequence, and we got a chance to see a fair bit of The Last of Us 2 in action. Now, I'm fully aware that people are going to want to not hear a lot of this, so I'm going to keep this super spoiler-free. Um, we saw some mechanics. I even scrubbed through a lot of the story, so I couldn't even tell you about the story if I wanted to. What I can say is uh, it looks incredible. It really mm. does. Um, Neil Druckmann said it's the biggest environment basically they've ever made in, in any other game. So if you think of that big open desert area in Uncharted 4, yeah, uh, yeah. Some, some of their environments are bigger than that. Um, there, there seems to be much more uh, mechanically you seem to be able to make more choices than you could do in the past. You seem to be able to avoid enemies if you want. There's there's multiple ways through situations. You can completely avoid combat sections. Um, it's not as though you have to move from kill box to kill box. Certainly, as we've been watching Paolo's uh, replays of The Last of Us on Monday night on this channel, um, it is linear. Um, you know, you, you do have to get past bits. There's been bits that have been really hard, and you've just got to get through them. Yeah. Um, that won't be the case in this game as such. You will be able to explore. I mean, I'm sure there will be points that you have to do, obviously, but but there will be other ways to do it. Um, on top of that, some of the mechanics that we know from, from The Last of Us are back, the crafting, things like that, but it seems to be expanded. One interesting thing is that you are going to still be using the sort of workbench things to upgrade your weapons. What's really cool is that now when you upgrade your weapons, the, the upgrades you make, if you put a scope on your gun, you will actually see that scope on your gun as say your okay, rifle's on your yeah, yeah. back or something like that um, on top of that just the animations look incredible it looks insanely brutal um, 
watching back uh, Paul's playthrough of The Last of Us and seeing how brutal the original game is, um, yeah, don't don't expect this to be in any way toned down. Um, and yeah, on top of things, um, there seems to be quite a lot of sort of like grey areas almost in the sort of way where I don't know if everyone's necessarily... There's, I mean, there's clearly baddies in the game. Um, there's clearly lots of baddies in the game, but not necessarily... Not everyone's good and not everyone's bad. It's, it's certainly not. And that's always been the sort of blurred lines of the world of the, the Last of Us. On top of that, there's a whole lot of different new infected. They talked about some, they're hiding some. Um, and there's uh, a number of different human enemies um, to, to deal with as well. And, and also, interestingly... Um, Keeping this as spoilerific as or spoiler free as possible, um, the enemies don't actually seem to get on very well with one another as well. So mm-hmm. it, it does feel even more alive than the than the other game. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it looks excellent. I really do. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. There was a, a little sequence where Ellie jumped down onto a, into sort of long grass and see just the amount of grass. Like like every blade of grass, you could see this long grass. It was astonishing. I was like, and remember wow. on, on PS5, each blade of grass will make a different noise as well. Oh my, <laughs> that's true. That is true. That's all Pot Powell is waiting for. I'm waiting on um, uh, Do you know, there's, I didn't watch it as, as you said. Um, I'm, I'm kind of done now. I want, I want to play the game. I don't want to see mm-hmm. any more. Uh, but... With every other game that's got a sequel, I've always thought, you know, I wonder what will be new, I wonder what will be different, I wonder what will be bigger, I wonder what will be, you know, more free or whatever. Do you know, having playing through The Last of Us on a Monday night uh, for the Neely Man channel uh, and revisiting that story, do you know, I'd be ex- I'd be ecstatic if it was just exactly the same with a continued <laughs> story. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's all about the story. It's brilliant. It's so good. So, you know, any, anything on top of a really good story is going to be a, a bonus. Mm-hmm. It's it's certainly it, it's very much it, it looks very much like The Last of Us. I don't I think people that are keen on The Last of Us are not going to be disappointed. Um it, it looks very much like a continuation of that story. I did see certain characters uh, without seeing the video sequences, there are there are characters obviously that we know from the game who are back or whatever. Um but yeah, it it just looks astonishing. It's even things like animations. I saw when when they take out the the Molotov cocktail, they they light it and things like that. That and I'm pretty sure they do that in the, the first game, but it's just the animation, they just the little animations. These things just look so much more lifelike. Um, That's it, a nat- it really, it's natural, isn't it? That's what it sells you when when it looks natural, and it's not yeah, just yeah. A, a, a bog standard animation. It looks as if it's a normal thing for that person to do. It's and and also. It, it doesn't look like it's you know in certain games you can see oh that that certain the Molotov animation has started it doesn't feel like that it feels like a, an organic um reaction as opposed to just oh they've clicked a button so now the Molotov action happens oh, or right. now the gun action happens um it, it just the whole game feels reactive um I just I think it really does look impressive um excellent yeah. Fun times. Looking good. Mm. Um, so that's our news for this week. Um, news. And we have... <laughs> love it. <laughs> uh, and we have uh, an extra wee special thing today. Uh, we have an interview with Arcade. Uh, and we're going to go back to Colin. He's your man. He's going to introduce the interview. So Colin, take it away. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, so uh, just yesterday, I caught up with Andrew from Arcade, Arcade Glasgow. Of course, our wonderful friends um, who, yeah, have just been doing a power of work, a power of work uh, at, at the arcade. Obviously, the, the the situation's changed a bit since lockdown, um, but they're still going, still putting out wonderful material. And um, I, I just, it just seemed like a great chance to to catch up with Andrew and find out uh, how things are going. So yeah, let's um let's see what he had to say. I am joined today by owner and chief geek Andrew of Arcade Glasgow. Andrew, thanks for joining me. No problem at all, my friend. Hello. How are you doing? You all good? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Having a nice day. It's uh, sunny today. Um, so next yes. Thursday. Uh, sorry, Wednesday. Jesus, I got. You know what it's like in lockdown. You have no idea what day it is anymore. Who, you know. who knows? Who knows what day? <laughs> I, I only know what day it is when Paolo tells me it's it's recording day. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you, of course, as I said, the owner and chief geek of Arcade Glasgow. Uh, a lot of our listeners um, will will know lots about Arcade. We've, um, we've we spend a lot of time talking about you guys, and we have been for a while. Um, but for people out there who don't know. Or, or maybe don't know as much about Arcade Glasgow. Why don't you tell us tell us a wee bit about the about the place? Sure, sure, not a problem. Um, so, uh, Arcade in its current form um, was started about two two and a half years ago now. Um, at the the start of twenty eighteen, we opened our uh, our venue in Glasgow City Centre. Um, the basis of the venue is retro video games, so it's all about video games consoles, um, everything from your Ataris your Nintendos, your Segas, your Playstations, your Xboxes, basically through every generation up until last generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, uh, our from the outset, what we wanted to do was create a space where everyone could play local multiplayer um, like I used to play growing up, you know, okay. back in the day. I um, find a lot of kids these days playing online, ironically, which is what we're doing now because <laughs> we're stuck in the house. Um, uh, but we wanted to try and bring back that local multiplayer sort of competitive, you know, um, playing against somebody in the same room as you kind of feel. Yeah. Um, off the back of that, we also have the cafe side, um, which stems from my love of uh, Japanese culture. Um, so everything to do with Japan um, in terms of the, the decor, but not just that. We uh, we serve um, instant noodles, um, snacks and drinks from all around Asia um, and all sorts of things like that as well. So, um, yeah, it's just a, a lovely wee place in Glasgow to come hang out if you love geek stuff um, and, uh, and uh, Asian culture. Absolutely, um, and and it really is a fantastic place. As someone who who's been as as a customer, it is a great place to to um, to just hang out. And and it's funny you talk about about the fact that after a love of local uh, kind of co-op or local multiplayer, which of course the Neil men have grown up themselves loving. Um, it's uh, it's interesting, and I do think the, the the skills of co-op, local co-op, are transferable to the online environment because you're much less likely to be unpleasant um, when the person can literally reach out and smack you across the face. Yeah, exactly. exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so we all learned in that crucible. Uh, you know, <laughs> you had to be a, you had to be a wee bit uh, either braver or a bit more diplomatic, depending on. It's true. You have to give a little more, whereas now you can just get uh, just you get kids just giving you, or even adults at that point as well, just sending you a, a quick uh, DM, a quick uh, a quick private message to to tell you all about how uh, they were doing stuff with their mother um, yeah. last night. So uh, yeah, you get that. But when we were growing up, you you would end up getting slapped in the face or that kind of thing. So absolutely, I always wonder how, how they managed to type those DMs so quick. Oh right, it's insane! It's insane. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> 
So, so you did mention the fact, um, and there is no hiding, uh, the fact that life has changed uh, quite a bit for us all recently. Um, how, for yourself, running a, a venue, a, a cafe, an arcade, that how how is that impacted? Um, it's tough. Um, basically, our entire business revolves around the, the gathering of people. So it's all about um, community. It's all about getting like-minded people together in the same room um, and creating experiences through that. Uh, and of course, with uh, with a virus such as uh, COVID-19, um, it's just not plausible. So uh, as soon as it came out um, uh, that, that, that the pandemic was happening, we had to shut doors. Um, we tried to alter uh, what we were doing to, to change from a sort of hangout cafe space into more of a retail space to try and, mm-hmm. try and keep going as long as we could. But unfortunately, um, even at that, you know, everything locked down to such a point that non-essential businesses were not allowed anymore. So um, we had to, it was like end of March, um, we had to basically say, that's it, uh, shut our doors down and then focus more on uh, merchandise. So we did our custom merch. Um, we did a big Kickstarter for our mugs most recently. Um, we've got our poster range in the past. There we go. Right there. <laughs> much. I've got mine hiding here as well. Which yeah, one we have uh, one here? I went for the, ah, the D20. There you go. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, we moved into that. was more of our focus, kind of online sales. Um, and also, we always had a, a good social media background in terms of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and a wee bit of YouTube. So um, we started building on that as well. So we were lucky in, in terms of that. And then we've moved on to Twitch more. So we've got a lot more live stream going um, to try and keep the community going and, and still keep in contact with our, uh, our regular customers. You know? Yep. And it's it's been uh, you know amazing. First of all, I would I would certainly uh, I, I would certainly call you guys an essential business in in, in, in lots of ways. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, it, it did it moved all so fast. It literally yeah. did. I, I don't think there was I don't think there was any chance of anybody really from the moment that this became a thing to people on our sort of level. Um, there was there was no stopping it. And it happened so quick, you know. Um, but it's been really heartening, you know. We we were sort of talking about this ourselves, and it's really weird. This is not a a, a good time, but at the same time, it's it's been it, there's there's been things beneficial from it, you know. Sure. I think I think folk have had time to spend at home, and and I fully appreciate that. For lots of people, that's maybe not um and not necessarily not, yeah, no yeah. certainly not um but but for people like ourselves who are who are lucky enough to to have um uh, have a, a comfort in that um it, it, it's been uh you know it, it's not been a disaster it's not been a nightmare um that said um it's 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 got its challenges um definitely but it's been really heartening to see the way that not only our community started to grow, but but watching you guys, the the arcade community in particular, has been really vibrant um, on Twitch and on Discord and all that sort of stuff. And I suppose that that must fill you with hope, you know. It, that, that it really does. I mean, like the the fact that everyone, it's, I think it's just a a human race thing. You know, everyone wants to support each other and and help each other through and and see us see us to get past this. You know. Um, and the fact that the community's been behind Arcade um, as much as us is, 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 is incredible. Uh, I, I couldn't, I can't, I, I don't have words to thank everybody for all the support that we've had um, with everything that's been going down, especially considering how much people are having to deal with in their own personal lives 
let alone helping a small business, a small family business like us support, um, and, you know, just continue. So um, it's insane. Like, I, I can't believe um, everything that everybody's done for us. And uh, the fact that we're possibly still going to come out of this um, is, is incredible. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's you know, we can't, you know, nobody, we shouldn't be leaving people behind. People shouldn't come out of this. You know, no. th- there's people who obviously are, are going to be, you know, they've lost loved ones. There's all that sort of stuff. But this is not a great situation, but it's not an excuse to just leave people behind if you can help people, you know. And um, and certainly uh, businesses like yourself shouldn't shouldn't be punished for doing the right thing and, and you know, closing down to protect protect others, you know. Um, so, no, and I, I'm, I'm fully confident you guys will. You'll get through this. We, we all will. We Fingers will. Crossed, man. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> so, talking about that, uh, I know you guys are very shortly going to be launching a Patreon. Um, yeah, tell us a bit about that. Sure. Uh, it's actually Michelle. It's uh, she's the brains behind it, not me, the <laughs> boss. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, she's 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 you know behind every great man, there's a there's a great woman um, yep. doing yeah. better work than he's doing at the front. He's just uh, I'm just the face of arcades. Uh, whereas Michelle's the brains of arcade, really. I, I don't, I don't doubt it. I don't <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> I come up with the crazy ideas, and she kind of goes, "Wait a minute, no, <laughs> no, you can't. Maybe try this instead." I'm like, "Okay, okay, we'll go with that." Uh, but yeah, no, we're launching a Patreon. Uh, well, it's, it's kind of in a pre-launch mode at the moment, so uh, it's available to look at and uh, available to to um, to support. Uh, basically. Patreon, for those of you who don't know, is like a monthly subscription service where you can help out, um, whether it be artists or um, musicians or writers or um, just sort of content creators. Um, So you can help them out by giving them a monthly um, subscription fee. There's usually different tiers. um, And from those tiers, you'll then get uh, different rewards uh, for being part of the Patreon. So uh, we've got sort of three tiers, I believe. Um, There's a base tier, a middle tier, and then the top tier. Um, and they carry with them different rewards as going forward. So we're going to do stuff like um, specific blog posts just for our Patreon supporters. Um, there'll be early access to certain uh, video content, for example. Uh, we're doing giveaways, uh, subscription bonuses and stuff like that. So there's loads of stuff going on there. We're launching on June 1st as well. So it's actually like, literally days away. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's been it's been fun building that one up. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, yes, it's been trying to maintain everything else, you know, like uh, building content for YouTube. I'm working on a new video series at the moment. I've been spending all day fighting with my computer trying to get this video finished. Oh. Um, so, yeah, good fun, good fun. We're trying to continue our streams at the same time, so it's, uh, it's all hands on deck. Yeah, and I saw you were, you, it was yourself and your son playing uh, Minecraft Dungeons today as well. Right, yeah, on, yeah. On Facebook, yeah? Yeah, so we're, um, we're trying something different. Uh, we've been focusing on Twitch for the last two months really heavily. Um, for our gaming community, because mm-hmm. we we do have obviously quite a lot of gamers being uh, in the, in the gaming community ourselves, uh, but something we don't have um, at the moment online is uh, a connection to our, our sort of family contingency. So um, what the way arcade usually works on a day to day basis is that um, sort of late nights and during the uh, during the week, uh, we're mostly sort of student based or, or sort of game enthusiast based. Um, but at the weekends and on the holidays, we get a lot of families and a lot of, a lot of parents in their sort of um, late 20s, early 30s, moving up through the ages with their young kids. I want to show them all the games that they had right. growing up. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's personal for me as well because I have, I've got a son, he's 13, 
and uh, and it's, it's you know something I relate to as well. So we don't have a sort of connection to our families um, or our regular families at least. So we're trying to do more stuff Facebook based um, because we find we've got the biggest audience there for families, and so we're trying to do more video content for them on there as well. So I started today with Minecraft uh, Dungeons, which is the new one that just came out from uh, from Mojam. Yeah, I have to say, uh, vital vital family education. I think um, yeah, totally. so. Those, those, those parents are doing it right, <laughs> um, and yeah, I have to say, I was quite, I was, I was quite intrigued by by Minecraft Dungeons. It, it looks a bit, it's kind of Diablo in the the Minecraft yeah, universe. It's basically dungeon crawling, sort of looting, killing loads of enemies. Um, it's got this sort of isometric, sort of top down kind of vibe, sort of just like Diablo. Um, it reminds me, I don't know if anybody's ever, I mentioned it on stream, but if anybody, everybody, anybody's ever played uh, Riverbond. Riverbond. Oh, okay. It's, uh, I played on Xbox. Um, you should definitely check that out. That's kind yeah. of a. It's a bit faster paced, but you're just sort of dungeon crawling and looting and that. So that's really good fun. Great. Yeah, no, it looked really good. Um, I was, I was, I caught up on a bit of it earlier on today, so it, it looked fun. I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm certainly a wee bit tempted. Definitely check it out. <laughs> definitely. Um. So. Right. So it's obvious that you, uh, you have a real love of games, obviously. Yes. Um. So, Andrew, what what is your earliest gaming memory? Uh, that would one hundred percent be um, nineteen eighty nine, nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety, um, and when I got my first NES. Um, oh. So, original NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, for those who don't know, um, with uh, with Super Mario three. No, sorry, Super Mario two. Um, Super Mario One and Duck Hunt um, and Excite Bike as well. Excite Bike was one of my favourites on there. Yeah, um, yep. I also had the original Turtles game, um, and oh. I I'll, I will never forget. Um, for some weird reason, I had the Days of Thunder game as well. Um, the Tom Cruise <laughs> movie, the, the NASCAR sort of racing one. I had that on NES as well. I remember. I don't. I'll never forget that game ever. In my I, time. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that was maybe published by Ocean. I think it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did. There was there was a Robocop one. There was all sorts yeah, of them. There was Batman one. Movie licenses, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, um, oh, man, I loved that Nintendo. Uh, sorry, I loved that uh, Turtles game. Yeah. That was amazing. Uh, that gave um, me nightmares as a kid. Like the little um, sort of pink crawly ant things. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't remember the actual boss names. Um, but they were, they gave me nightmares as a child. Like I would like wake up sweating in the middle of the night going, looking around just making sure there weren't these giant ants crawling about but uh it, yeah i was like four or five years old at the time so yeah yeah did it not have a sort of top-down section in a current sort of gta style where you went about the map it did yeah so you yeah. go into the sewer system you would have that sort of side scrolling sort of platformer section and then you go back up out of the sewer and then you'd be in a top-down city view where you'd go to the next sewer so yeah yeah i loved that game and of course uh duck hunt one of the real, real uh, losses to modern culture with the, with the advent of flat screen TVs. Yeah, you can't use the, the zappers anymore with uh, with an LCD or an LED. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's a that's a big thing for us in arcade is the authenticity. So, using original CRT television so you can play a proper light gun game as it wasn't uh, as it wasn't intended originally. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's really important oh, for us. Just the best. Just the best. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a lovely wee... I'm getting all tingly with the nostalgia. <laughs> the nostalgia, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is two episodes in a row where I've 
basically just sat and spoke about the NES to people. So, uh, Amy Conway, our guest last week, uh, did a whole show about her love for for her, her NES. Nice. Um, okay, so um, as you know, as as our viewers and uh, listeners all know, I have spent a lot of time playing Stranded Deep recently. Right, absolutely, yeah. loads of time. Definitely. Yes, it's it's. Um, Become, I'm actually jo- jonesing for it right now. <laughs> um, but uh, so I've, it made me think, and amongst all my other thoughts about Stranded Deep, um, it made me think if you were stranded on a desert and you you could take one game with you to play, you'd have, we're, we're, you know, just plugged into a, I don't know, a palm tree or something. It's some, it's, it's solar some, panel, one yeah, solar yeah. panel, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't know exactly how it works, right? All I know is, that game works, okay? okay. <laughs> uh, and that's the only one you've got, and it's to do you possibly the rest of your life. You never know what's it going to be. Um, oh, the only there's so many games that I love and adore, and and I have a top ten in my head. I always do, and it does shift every now and then. But the one game I could always play and probably play with my eyes closed um, is, is Super Mario Three. Um, yeah. Without a doubt, that game is timeless. Um, the level design is perfect. The way it takes you from, if you've never played a Mario game before, Mario Three is actually the perfect one to start with, I think, because it's um, it's it's beautiful to look at. Like for the time with it, with just an eight bit processor um, on the NES, it is a gorgeous game. And then the updates later on for uh, sorry Mario World um, and uh, sorry uh, Mario All Stars on the SNES as well. That version's incredible. And then yeah, yeah Mario Three I could play forever. Um, it's a close call. Sonic 2 would also be nearly there, but I think Ooh. Mario 3 for uh, just being able to either speedrun it or just trying to find every single thing in that game, um, that would be my one. It is, it is a cracker. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know, <laughs> funnily enough, I think I've told people this before, but one of my real kind of fa- favourite moments ever was actually watching my mum Complete, <laughs> really? complete that game. My mum <laughs> loved Mario Three. I, I couldn't complete it. She completed it, um, and uh, yeah, that was that was that was her her go to. Um, but Mario Three is fantastic. I, mm. I, I think I think I probably prefer Super Mario World. I think it's probably my favourite, but that might have just been because I actually could complete Super Mario World. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I found the difficulty curve on on World a little easier to go through than than Three. I have to say, um, yeah. especially if you go up the left side of the map and you get the yellow blocks, and it just helps yeah. you through the rest of the, yeah. the game. So, yeah, yeah, uh, Mario World definitely up there, but Mario Three I think is for me. Um, yeah, absolutely. All those airship levels. Oh, oh, God, God. Oh, Would brutal. Spill it, spill it, spill it. Spill it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. Yeah. Um, great. Well, uh, i tell you what, what we like to do uh, to, to finish up our little uh, little interviews is we like to have a wee quick-fire blast through some questions. Okay, okay. So I'm going to put, put these to you to see, see how it goes, all right? I, th- I think okay. I know the answer to this first one, but we'll see. Okay, <laughs> first one is Mario or Sonic? Ah, uh, Sonic. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the other way. Sonic. Controversial. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> now this, this one's a tricky one. This one's a tricky one. Let's see. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Oh, thank. Right, not, we can continue. Sorry, we're, alli- we're allowed to continue this interview. <laughs> Last week, Amy picked the Xbox, and I very nearly just oh, cut, cut, cut it all. I was just see, I, I went from Nintendo 
slash Sega because I had the best of when I was growing up. My 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 parents divorced when I was five. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I would, I would play my parents off each other, not intentionally. My mum would get me the Nintendo stuff, and my dad would get me the Sega stuff as a sort of um, a <laughs> way to get back at each other. So, um, <laughs> and then PlayStation came out, and uh, that was it. I was all PlayStation from there. Hey man, you've got to play with the hand you're dealt, haven't you? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, true. Take every um, chance you get. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, on that, now, this one might be a wee bit more tricky, but I don't think it will be. Nintendo or PC? Uh, Nintendo. Um, yeah. I do love PC, don't get me wrong. Um, I used to, I've uh, just recently got back into building PCs again. Um, I used to, back in the days of um, the original Pentiums and stuff, in the, back in the like, Windows Millennium days, um, yeah. I originally got into PC gaming. I think Civilization 2 was one of my first PC games. Um, yeah. And so I, I built PCs and I love PCs. And I, love the, I love the techie side of it. Um, but Nintendo just, they, they, they're, they're forever, man. They were the, like one of the oldest companies in the entire world and they've just never stopped. And uh, they continue to, to surprise me every single time they bring a new console out. They do, and it's just that, it's just that, just nobody does gameplay quite like Nintendo. It's true. It's, it's so it's just, simple and accessible, and yet they'll, they'll surprise us with something new every time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, this one might be a bit more tricky. I don't know, it might not. Uh, Bowser or Wario? Uh, Wario, Wario, oh. definitely. Um, oh. Mostly because of uh, WarioWare games, actually, more than anything, I think. Yeah. Great series of games. Uh, the whole mini game structure. Uh, I think um, Smooth Moves on the Wii, or even going back again to, to the GameCube one, uh, WarioWare Inc. I uh, love those Ooh, games. Yeah. Um, it's that sort of fast-paced mini game thing, um, but with that Wario sense of humor, all about yeah. farts, farts and nose hair, <laughs> and you know the stupid stuff. It's really good fun. I just love Wario. Yeah. Wario Wario is quite. Um quite sort of anti-Nintendo in, in a kind of funny way as well. He's not, he's not what you'd sort of expect Nintendo would be. Yeah, he's, he's trying to buck against the establishment, um, yeah. but it's from within somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, while it's clearly being Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> well, selling loads of games, yeah. It's good. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's very Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, okay, we're going we're gonna to ask the ladies now. Um, so it's, uh, it's between Zelda or Peach. Oh... Peach, Peach, yeah, Peach. I was so I've not, I've never been a big Zelda fan. Um, I think I've only more recently go back into Zelda, but I, I never played any of the originals when they came out. Um, and uh, it wasn't until maybe sort of GameCube era that I started playing uh, Wind Waker, which was amazing. And then from there, started going back through the older ones. I didn't have an N sixty four. I'm not an N sixty four fan in the slightest. Um, I know, I know. I love, I got a lot of, um, a lot of uh, weird, ex- <laughs> weird reactions to that. But um, just not a Nintendo fan. I think at that point, uh, the N sixty four era, I'd moved on to PlayStation, and I was okay. like, okay, I'm done here. Um, I, that N sixty four controller annoys the bejesus out of me. <laughs> There's lots um, of folk that really hate. It. I think myself. It to be the wrong way, man. It's like, oh, I don't, where, where are my hands supposed to go? I think I think Nintendo sort of at the sort of turn of the millennium were adamant that the next evolutionary step was going to be a third arm, and, yeah, yeah, I think so. and that just that just didn't quite happen. They, they, they banked on the wrong horse there. That wasn't, <laughs> uh, that wasn't the right way to go. Um, so yeah, uh, Peach for that that question. Peach. Um, Peach. Just because uh, Zelda's not um, 
high up on my list of games that I love, unfortunately. I think they've both been much better served in recent years than they ever were in the early parts of the games Definitely. as well. Um, certainly. And also, uh, in particular, Peach has become an absolute uh, legend in Mario Kart and all that sort of stuff. I actually find out using her, I'm playing Dr. Mario on my phone, uh, right. Dr. Mario World, nice. and uh, uh, Dr. Peach. Actually, <laughs> she's one of her specials is very, very useful. At I think it was from uh, she when she when she got her own game on was it DS uh, yeah. Super Peach. Yeah, um, yeah, that's when she started becoming a better character. And then I think Smash Bros helped out as well because everybody's like, oh, okay, she's pretty good. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yes, yes, much less of a sort of damsel in distress. Yeah, um, she has another dimension to her now which she didn't have in the past. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, funnily enough, you mentioned that. I'm going to have to ask you. This one might be the hardest one. I don't know. But um, Mario Kart or Smash? Mario Kart. Oh, there's it no, wasn't hard at all. There's no, there's no contest there for me. I, I, I like playing Smash. Um, and I, I know there is an underlying skill level required for it. Once you get your head around the game, um, but it's just too frantic. I can't keep up. Um, yeah. I'm more of a racer at heart. Um, I do love I, I I I do love my cars and stuff as well. So um, just just yeah, Mario Kart is more accessible, I think, for everyone as well. If you just want absolute mayhem, yeah, go with Smash. But if you oh. want something that um, is gonna really make everyone angry at each other, then Mario Kart's the way to go. No, absolutely. Um, and and this is just an extra one. I'm just going to ask you there. What's the definitive Mario Kart? What's that? If you could only keep one Mario Kart, what would it be? Well, that's a tough one, man. Um, I have two that I would. I, I usually jump between. Um, my all-time favorite before the latest one was uh, was Double Dash on the GameCube. Okay. Um, but Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is the all-round package. I think that has everything. Um, because uh, I think Double Dash was the first one to, to have two characters on one cart. You could do cooperative mm-hmm. with both people in the same car as opposed to you know racing against each other. Um, it had the double weapon system, which uh, came along. It introduced so many new characters as well. So Double Dash, it's because GameCube is what is, is my favorite console of all time, I think, um, yeah. without a doubt. So Double Dash is up there because it's one of the definitive games you need to have. Yes, it's... Console console, so, yeah, yeah. I suppose, yeah, if, if you know... If you have your, if you, if although you don't like the N64, if you've got the N64, you need to have GoldenEye. You, you know, the, there's that list of games you must yeah, have. Yeah, there, there are definitive games that define a console, and if you've not really got them, you're kind of like, oh, do I really have the full experience? And yes, you would, you, I would agree, definitely. Uh, Double Dash is a, as a GameCube classic. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm going to put my love in for uh, Mario Kart 64. I love it. I, I've always loved it. That's fair. Fair. I mean, so we had a tournament at arcade, a Mario Kart tournament. What I tend to do with tournaments, though, is I tend to go across a series of games. So I'll take every edition of the game within a series and run a tournament for it. So we did a Halo tournament where we had one, two, and three, um, but people were playing matches on one and then jumping to three and then go to two and then back to one and then three, and it was good. Um, so we did a Mario Kart one, and everyone had to change uh, which version of Mario Kart they were racing on next. Um, and after the first round robin, Everyone vetoed 64. They didn't want oh. it anymore. They uh, they were like, um, the races are too long. Uh, <laughs> the graphics have not aged well. Um, mm. 
where we want it out. So I ended up having to take Mario Kart 64 off the tournament halfway through it because people didn't want it anymore. Ah, dear. <laughs> that is disgraceful. <laughs> disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next one. Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Oh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Ooh. Kombat, without a doubt. Um, never been a big Street Fighter fan. More of a Tekken guy, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, love a bit of Dead or Alive as well. Um, and occasionally a wee bit of Soul Calibur, uh, but Mortal Kombat, I, I was I was there. I um, I had a Mega Drive like when the original Mortal Kombat came out. The whole um, back in ninety four, ninety three, ninety three, I think it would have been um, the whole yeah. thing that happened with Mortal Kombat and uh, the uh, um, American um, senator who was like, "Oh, this game's horrendous. It shouldn't be for sale. <laughs> um, this is." Um, warping our young children's minds and uh, yeah I was there the whole when the whole hoorah came out and I followed it ever since I think the only one I haven't played is, uh, is 11 off top of my oh, head yeah. Um, yeah. apart played, from that yeah. played a little bit of that I know Gary's played quite a lot of that um, it looks brutal it looks absolutely brutal I, the older I've got the, the worse I am at fighter, fighting games <laughs> yeah same I don't think I have the reaction times anymore I'm just like oh god oh, okay yeah, I, I remember going online one time on uh, Street Fighter 5 I think it was I went on briefly and got absolutely um, brutalised <laughs> I literally just went eh, that'll do for me then that'll do for me I guess that's that's a genre that's uh, that's passed me by <laughs> Yeah, just uh, been it. We're done. <laughs> um, of course, and you had the the proper setup there uh, in the in the nineties. The only place to play Mortal Kombat was on the Mega Drive because all the blood and gore was taken out on Nintendo. And the SNES one, yeah, exactly, exactly. The amount of time I spent trying to do fatalities before I found out you, they weren't really there. <laughs> <laughs> Every day I sat there on that pit trying to punch the guy off out of the cliff. I'm like, I, I, I can do. It. I can do it, no bother, at my friend's house. How can't I do it? <laughs> because Nintendo decided it was not appropriate. It's not appropriate, definitely not. It's um, funny, like, seeing Nintendo now releasing games on the Switch that you would you would consider not appropriate, It's I think they've had to change with the times. Um, well, the big nice. one I remember was uh, Manhunt 2. 2, the second one on Wii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, that was very un-Nintendo. <laughs> got that arcade and still no one has played it yet. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> I know, nobody's requested it at all. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, when I, when I come down to arcade, when I was, that'll be first on my list. I'll get it on for you, mate, no problem. Just no just problem. make sure that the families aren't about and all that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be, a late, it'll be a late night one. Don't, yeah, good, uh, good, it's good. not going to happen on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 12 o'clock, all these five-year-olds of it. Uh, Manhunt too, please. Uh, that's it. That'll be perfect. <laughs> and finally, my last question, right? And this one's a tricky one. You need to decide. It needs to be quick, right? Okay. What would you rather have? Controllers for hands or TVs for feet? Controllers for hands. Controllers for hands. That's <laughs> good. Controllers for hands. <laughs> that's that's two that's two wins for controllers for hands. Easy, man. It's easy. TVs for feet is fine, but nah. No, controls for hands, definitely. Yeah, it'd be quite cumbersome, wouldn't it? TVs yeah. for feet. I think I have a controller in my hand so much that just naturally making it my hand would be, it wouldn't be any skin off my back. It'd be the same anyway. Well, that probably is the next evolutionary step, to be honest. It yeah. probably is. Totally. <laughs> I mean, with VR and AR and, yeah, augmented reality, et cetera, I would just, 
it'll be a chip embedded in your skin and then you'll just think of the game, load it up and then you'll be in it and it'll be like, whoa. Yeah. That'd be I, just, I just can't wait till to, to you start getting connection issues in your own head, you know? <laughs> like, what, what, why am I having a direct X issue in my face? You know? All you see is this giant buffering symbol in front of you. You're like, a, a massive 404 turns up in front of you. Like, ah, okay. <laughs> now I need surgery. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, Andrew, it's been it's been brilliant talking to you. It's been so so much fun. Anytime, anytime. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, and uh, yeah, everybody out there, be sure to to check out Arcade Arcade Glasgow. Um, you can find their website there. Uh, there's a link to all the merch. Uh, and of course, check out the Patreon as well. And follow them on Twitch. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Andrew, thanks very much. <laughs> See you later. Yes, yeah, so that was our interview with Andrew, Chief Geek from Arcade Glasgow. Um, it was a really great chat, actually. I was having a lot of fun. Um, kind of just could have kept talking to Andrew for absolute ages, honestly. It was um, nice guy. It was so- such a such a good chat, um, and yeah, absolutely, Paolo. Uh, we've got a Paolo's mind's put a little link in the in the chat there. Do go and check out Arcade's Patreon, and uh, if you're in the position to support them, then and you know every, uh, I'm sure it'll be hugely appreciated. Um, also, check out their merch store. Loads of brilliant stuff. Um, you saw me giving my my chance to to show off my my Arcade mug. Um, <laughs> And I've, I've got it here as well. It's pretty much, honestly, I have it with me all the time. Uh, days, hey, so. It's the and only yeah. mug I've been using uh, while gaming lately because it's a yeah. great size. It's great. It's absolutely great. Um, so, yeah, check out their uh, their Patreon and be sure to um, to hit the, the follow button uh, on their uh, Twitch channel as well. Um, it, was, it was absolutely brilliant. It was a, a lot of fun. And I see them in the chat as well. Uh, no, yeah. you are Legends Arcade. You are a lot Legends. Of love. A lot of love for Arcade in the chat. Lots of love. Lots of love for Arcade, and deservedly so. So support them if you can. Um, really, please do. And I can't wait. Can't wait till, um, till we're able to all go and hang out in Arcade again. Oh, no, it's going to be so much fun. Whee! It's going to be great. Right, now it's time for some... It's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> Took forever. Took forever. Oh, the, peek, peek behind the curtain. We were discussing how oh, long that good. might take. It came uh, in eventually. Uh, you looked beautiful, though, Colin. We good. were all with you. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two crumbs yeah. for you today. Two crumbs. Um, <laughs> uh, Colin Little, what's your favourite superhero? That's right, it's Iron Man. So, Iron Man VR. Let's <laughs> get a demo out. Iron Man VR was delayed, sadly. It's coming out on the 3rd of July, if I'm not mistaken. Um... But there's a demo out now, a demo out now, and in demo you're going to get Malibu, the tutorial mission, and out of the blue, jet gameplay mission, Ooh, uh, a fight challenge and an advanced combat challenge, um, to give it all a wee test, and for Iron Man VR, I'm quite excited about this, because you can be Iron Man. You Thank are you Iron Man. Fantastic <laughs> that's going to be. Awesome. Awesome. That's if you do play the demo, that. you're going to get an exclusive Molten Lava Armor Deco. For the full game as well, so a wee, a wee bonus. Uh, we're both VR boys. Are you are you excited by Iron Man VR? Do you know, I, mm-hmm. I I'm I'm quite excited about the prospect of a demo. Oh, there you go. That's quite a, quite an old fashioned thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. these days. Um, as we unlock for the main game, that's kind of like an incentive to actually mm-hmm. play the demo. Come in, yeah. come in, come in. 
Brilliant. Yeah, I, I can't wait to give it a go. Actually, it does look really cool. Um, it's nice to see a big license being used for VR as well. It's kind yeah, of yeah. It kind of goes to show that people are that, 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 that people are still serious about it. Um, mm. I know it's it's maybe quieting down a little bit the VR scene, but um, it's nice to see that it's it's still ticking away in the background. And I, yeah, I mean, a, a big Marvel game in VR looks looks um, looks really cool. It's a business. Hope it's quite a lengthy game as well. Not not too long. Obviously, it's not going to be, but you know, a, f- a fairly sized game. Be nice. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You don't want one of these. You know, especially if you're expecting it to to. Um, you know, if it's going to come with that sort of premium, that Marvel thing, you don't want it to be this little twenty-minute thing, like Spider-Man. I yeah. mean, that was more an experience, I suppose, but still, I was quite disappointed. I did see uh, arcades, arcades, the, the aforementioned arcade, asking if as if we mm-hmm. played the Spider-Man VR game. I, I did, did not. I did. I played it. It I was did. fun. I, I thought it was fun. You, you were Spider-Man. Wee wee. But yeah. Just I mean, as you get in minutes. here, it was like, and ah. you're no longer Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Uh, second crumb for you, gentlemen. Um, how, do you want to feel old? <laughs> um. It's uh, ten years ago, on the 18th of May there, that Red Dead Redemption came out. Oh, ten years ago. Ten years ago. I got a wee pop-up on Facebook, that, uh, <laughs> one of these memories that said, um, I can't remember the exact words, but it was, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm going into the world of Red Dead Redemption. I wonder what, what awaits me, kind of thing. Oh, my God. If only I knew. <laughs> no. You know, I love that game. I can't, I can't remember because it wasn't really, you know, I remember being so thrilled about Red Dead 2 coming, but I don't, I don't remember being that excited about Red Dead coming and then getting it and just thinking it was like the best game ever. I, I uh, love Red Dead Redemption. So Loved good. It. So good. Anyway, that was your cosy scrums. That's it. That's it. That's your cosy scrums. As I'm going to bookend it with, with the wee happy voice at the start, and then the end one will be cosy scrums. It's, that's, that's not a pleasant voice. That's... Don't make me. Don't make me ASMR you. I, I, I've got I, it here. I, I'll do it. I take that over that voice any day. <laughs> what about that voice and ASMR? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Let's move on quickly before he does it. Colin, <laughs> do you want to take us through our freebies? Uh, yes, I can take us through our freebies. Uh, okay, so uh, we'll, we'll start off as we usually do with Xbox and the games with gold. Um, from the 1st of May until the 31st of May, you've got uh, V Rally 4. Uh, driving game for the Xbox One. Um, the 16th of May until the 31st of May, you've got Overlord 2. I know Gary was quite excited about the prospect of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, action RPG, that's uh, Xbox One and 360 backwards compatible. Um, from June, you've got Shantae. This is the 1st of June to the 30th of June. You've got Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. That's on uh, a platformer for the Xbox One. Uh, from the 16th of June, because as well we say Xbox, I can't believe this, from the 16th of June to the 15th of July, they're now talking July, uh, you've got Coffee Talk, a visual novel for the Xbox One. Um, and from the 1st of June to the 15th of June, we've got Destroy All Humans. I do love that. Um, oh. That's for Xbox One. And for the 16th of June to the 30th of June, we've got oh, Cine- Cinemora? Cinemora. I would give you that, yeah. Uh, yep. Shoot them up. That's for Xbox One and 360 compact, backwards compatible. So that's your games with gold. 
Moving on to PlayStation Plus, uh, you've got a couple of days left to uh, grab the two sim games that they've decided to play. <laughs> um, they went for, uh, they've got Cities Skyline, the city building game for PS4. It's a good, uh, good game. And then you've got Farming Simulator 19, a farming sim. Um, and they just announced the, the PS Plus games. Uh, the other day, they announced uh, Call of Duty World War II is coming for June. Um, they announced that just a few days ago. And today, they announced that the other game is Star Wars Battlefront 2, which is an FPS for PS4. And I have to say, I do not know what Sony are playing at at the moment. This seems very strange that in May, they did two games that were very similar, uh, two mm. seven games, and in June, they've done two shooters. I don't know why they couldn't have um, flip-flopped uh, in a bit and, and given, you know, City Skyline and Star Wars Battlefront one month and Farming Simulator and Call of Duty the next month. It just seems really bonkers. Yeah. I Did you... Two things. Um, I've already forgotten one of them. <laughs> the first thing was... Um, oh, gosh, what was that other thing? That's terrible. Uh, did you hear about Spider-Man? That everyone thought one of the games was going to be Spider-Man? Oh, but yeah. I, because it appeared on the store for free very very briefly oh um and everyone thought that's it getting ready to be a ps plus game and things like that uh so they're going to be severely disappointed it's not uh, i I can't remember the other thing it's it's a strange choice of games i mean call of duty world war 2 is two years old um, there's another Call of Duty out now. It's a strange one to choice. I assume they're maybe doing it because of the it's around about D Day. Um, they announced it on Memorial Day in America, so kind of makes sense that they've maybe chosen that. And I'm quite excited about. That. I've not I've not played Call of Duty World War Two. I quite fancy trying it. Star Wars Battlefront's a strange one because they've basically put the last update for it out already. There's no new con stuff and. They're already looking forward to other either Battlefront games or Battlefield games and stuff. It just seems an odd choice, and it put two multiplayers and two, uh, sorry, two shooters and also two multiplayer shooters up against one another at the same time. It's a really strange choice. I just uh, they would I, never have put Battlefront last month because it was the May, you know, it'd be May, May the fourth. Everybody would go, oh, I could mm. pick up Battlefront too. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean so they'll, they'll make their last buck out of it in May, and then. Get rid of it. Well, that's that's even worse. Is um is the the shooter one that I've forgotten already? Uh, Call of Duty World War Two for the for the whole month, or is it the actual game? Because it's already there for download. Because I downloaded it because I've never played it. So is it maybe a bonus game? Like Colin was saying for the memorial thing. That's what and everyone what? thought, but then they announced them today. All right, and it was those two. They, they did release it early, I think, because of Memorial Day. But no, it is it is June's one of June's games. Oh. Uh, Star Wars I mean, those are both big games, and if people moaned that the last two games weren't big games, and I'm not saying that any of these games, and I include last month's games as well, or, or May's games as well, these are good games. Um, it, any one of those, you would probably at any one time think, oh, that's quite a good game to have. It's just strange that they've lumped them together in the way that they have. Yeah. It, just, it just doesn't really give people... I mean, if if you love a sim game, then me, you're like, oh, that's brilliant. Two sim games that I really like. Um, if you like shooters, you're like, oh, but, but it doesn't really give a choice to people who... I mean, I, I don't realistically see anybody generally playing, unless you're obsessed with two, playing two sim games at the same time or playing two shooters at the same time. You're usually playing one or the other. Um, so it seems strange putting them both out at the same time. I, I don't know. It just, it just yeah. seems... Strange decision, and yeah. I, I honestly burst out laughing when I saw the games this week because because I you know I said that last 
last episode as like this is a strange choice to put two very similar sorts of games up against one another, and then they've done it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Don't know mm-hmm. why. Bizarre. Bizarre. Uh, but speaking of games which we might enjoy, um, let's talk about what we have been playing. And there's been lots looking at the list. We have played a metric ton of games again. We're getting good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at one point it was kind of like, oh no, I've not taken it with anything. It's like, <laughs> yeah, well, um, it's locked down for you. Yeah. So let's start with what we've all been playing together, uh, and we'll start with a. Uh, let's go with the, the 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 most popular stream game I think so far by Mister Colin Little. He's hooked. He's addicted. Stranded deep because we've all yes. been having a, a shot at that. Yeah. Um, it is. Quite, I mean, it, honestly, it's just obsessed me. It really has. It's taken up so much. I, I, I you know, I'm danger of going over old ground, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of keep this fairly concise. But um, I, I, I thought I'd pick this game up. I'd only play it a little bit, and I tell you, I've just, I've just fallen in love with the game. Um, yeah, it's rough around the edges at points. Yeah, it's crashed on me a couple of times here and there. Um, but it's just so much fun, and it's been proven very popular on stream. Just because it's one of those games you can, you, it's quite a relaxing game. It's not always mm. relaxing, um, but it's got that sort of feel to it, and I'm just loving it. I just think that the, um, there's been an awful lot of uh, fun adventures to do. And, and on Saturday night, there I was. I went from my first boss battle, um, trying to beat the giant squid. Um, Did you uh, no, I did not. I didn't die though. I very nearly died. Um, it proved incredibly difficult. Um, but uh, I've got a strategy, I think, and on Saturday night, I'm going back for my Stranded Saturday, and we're going to fight one of the other bosses. I think they... I want to go after the Megalodon or the Eel and try try my luck against one of them and then come back for the Squid, because I think the Squid's one of the hardest ones in the game, so I might as well work my way up to that. Especially when you've got permadeath, there's not really... You, you can't really, you know, make mistakes, because if a if I do go up, up against the squid when I'm not ready, um, then yeah. it's not 50 or 60 hours before I can come back oh, to it. No. <laughs> so, oh, no. Um, but I'm just loving it. I, it's just absolutely brilliant. I know uh, you both played a little bit of it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, any any opinions yourselves? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly making my way through it every now and again. I dip in and play a wee bit, bits and bobs. Uh, I, I don't think I've actually played, I think I maybe said it, I, no, it couldn't have been last episode. I must have said it on stream some point that uh, my game crashed and I hadn't saved it for like three days. Oh, or something. oh you did. Yeah. And I just <laughs> thought, do you know what? I'm out. I'm out for the now. I'll go back and do it another day. <laughs> so, I, so I'm kind of still, I'm still very early days. I think it's day 12 or something like that. But um, that's good. Good fun. Day, day 12. I'm still on day three. I was on day two last time we recorded. Did I went and did one day? Then I was like, and enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just can't another survival game. Yeah. Um, we'll come to that later. But the, did you know, though, there's a game coming out uh, on PC, and it might actually be out, and it's called Raft, and it's the exact same game, pretty much, except oh. it's got a more cartoony aesthetic, and it's a multiplayer. I saw it today when I was browsing the Steam store, oh. and I was like, that was like, oh, it's not, but it looks like it. Um, and it, you can fight sharks, and you've got to build your island. And, and I was like, huh. Uh, um, and I, I was like, it's so weird how they seem to have arrived at the same time. I don't know how I would feel about 
I mean, I, I think I would quite like the idea of playing a sort of a co-op Stranded Deep. I think it would be great fun, yeah. but I think it would lose some of what makes Stranded Deep what it is. You are supposed to be, it is supposed to be cast away the game. You are mm-hmm. supposed to be stranded on your own. Um, I think it would become a different type of game if you could play with friends. But what I would love is if you could do a little multiplayer mode where you were there building yeah. friends as well, and it could have the two different modes. Gingangooli um, duet. Yes, oh. <laughs> well, I've got all sorts of folks singing Gingangooli with me when we, when we do it. It's uh, it's wonderful. Mm. <laughs> wonderful as a word for it. <laughs> don't, um, you don't you be jealous? <laughs> you put your Gingangoolies away. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't know you could see them. Oh my days. <laughs> Um, you've also been both enjoying uh, the opposite side. You've been taking on the role of the shark and Manny. Or how are you dun, finding dun, dun. that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, it's bonkers. It's uh, it really is bonkers. I, I, I streamed it on Friday. I played it for a few hours, and it's good fun. It is good fun. I, I was surprised at how short it's going to be. Uh, mm-hmm. That surprised me. I thought it was going to be a bit longer than that. But then, in the same breath, I was thinking, well, you know, how, how much of this could you play without just getting a wee bit stale? Because it is, it's very, it's quite gimmicky. It's, um, it's narrated by oh gosh, his name's in my head. Is it Chris oh. Parnell? Is that what it is Chris Parnell, the guy uh, that is yeah. Saturday Night Live comedian. Um, yes, sure is. And it, it, his, his, his dialogue is very funny. Um, very funny. It's genuinely hilarious. At yeah. points. It's really good. It's got that sort of best in show style um, yeah, sort of yeah. uh, commentary. But no, I mean, it's, it's good fun to play and it, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. It's fun just munching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, extremely violent. Um, wonderfully so. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see Daybreak and uh, the Wee Maverick both in there saying, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I played some more of it uh, the other night and I've got a bit further. I'm now an adult shark in it and I've got various other um, upgrades and all that sort of stuff and it is quite something when you when you do sort of suddenly be able to turn the tables on alligators and things, the things uh-huh. you've been running from. Yeah, it's yeah. that sort of RPG thing where you're like, oh, I'm levelled up enough now. Now it's revenge time. Yeah. Um, and it's got such such fun. And this sort of madness stuff where you're bouncing about out of the water. I just it's just it's so funny the idea of a gigantic shark bouncing out of the water, munching folk, and then like flopping back into the sea. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Now here's a question for both of you. Would you say it's worth the thirty five pounds price tag for anyone who's interested in the game? Uh, uh... It's a trick. Um, it is tricky. If if you've got it uh, and you like playing games and you've got nothing else to play, then maybe yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're picking and choosing your games, if you're not, if you're not hot for sharks and you're not hot for RPGs, maybe give it a, a body swerve. So I wait for a sale, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I think if it was anywhere near the twenty pound mark, I think it's an absolute yeah. yeah. Uh, Thirty five pounds is a wee bit more expensive. Um, but I, I just think it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I think it, it, it sort of depends. If it, if it really floats your boat, if you're looking at it and you, you sit there and go, that's something I quite fancy trying, that looks like my sort of game, then then by all means, as Paul said, it's mm-hmm. not the biggest game in the world. But it does look like, for instance, if you like a trophy, if you like a yeah, 100% yeah. games and all that, yeah. I think it, it's quite an achievable 
um, one to potentially 100% to platinum. And you will have a lot of fun with it. It's yeah. also quite good for just picking up and having a few, an hour or two of absolute madness and then putting down again and picking up later on. Or, or yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I kind of linked it to Spider-Man when you would uh, just swing about New York City and that was just fun, swinging about New York City. It is quite fun just swimming about as a shark. <laughs> it's quite satisfying. <laughs> Um, I see Arcade Glasgow saying it's only worth it if you add the Robocop DLC <laughs> and, and then have clarified that it's a Mortal Kombat dig, by the way. <laughs> Just, we, did, we, we did get that, Arcade. Uh, yes, of um, course, Ro- Robocop is in uh, Mortal, Com- uh, sorry, Mortal Kombat 11 and using his mad, his mad um, R2-D2 sticky thing to kill people. Um, uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I don't know whether or not um, Arcade will get their wish and we'll get a we'll get a a, a Robocop DLC for uh, Manny. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm doubting it, but you never know. You never um, know. And yes, Robocop. Arcade clarifying he's he's too expensive, too expensive. Definitely. <laughs> um, last Thursday we were all. Was that last Thursday? Was that a week ago? Yeah, a week ago. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we were all on uh, with Mr. Producer Gavin Laugh. Doing some VR shenanigans. Yeah, um, baby. And we started with Firewall Zero Hour, which we have played quite a bit of, and we are still gank at. By the way, um, but I'm, then, going to, I'm, I'm going to retract that, Gary. On you go, then, on you go. As, uh, as we, we kind of discovered that communication is key, <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise, we, we got a good run of winning some games. Yeah, we, we did. We, five we, in a row, four in a row, five in a row? Four in a row, because you jinxed it. Yeah. Uh, but we said we, we, we jinxed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but it was I'm, lots of fun. I'm sad that this video has started at this point because if it, I mean it will go back and start at the beginning, and you just need this is Gary's gameplay, and you just need to see how brilliantly cautious he is. <laughs> uh, he's bringing up the rear, but he's he's looking he's, he's looking out for us so well. It's, <laughs> me me and Colin are kind of charging on. I didn't um, even call that was me at first. I'm like that looks familiar. Gary's closing doors behind him and things. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think having the fourth person being someone you know made it that bit more achievable once yes. we tried to work the game out. It, it's great it fun is as well. one of the very best VR experiences, I would say. Yeah. Um, I think it just works really well and is a lot of fun. And it's really tense and it's got that sort of Rainbow Six sort of... Um, seriousness about it almost but at the same time it, it's fun it's really yeah. fun mm-hmm. it's snappy yeah. as well the games last you know five minutes at the most that is yeah it, it much, keeps going. Much, much less than that if you're rubbish indeed yeah Colin getting blown up yeah yeah it happened quite a lot and uh, Daybreak is saying you're kind of facing the camera this time yes because well my TV's there, so I end up rotating, and at some points I just end up facing the wrong way. It's very good <laughs> on the VR headset, as I'm sure you boys will agree. I can't believe you're sitting down. I, I can't do. I can't do VR sitting down very well. Star Trek, I can play sitting down, but I think it's because yeah. I am sitting down in the game. But Firewall and mm. all the others, I, I need to be up. I maybe need to try to stand up next time because I mean, there was one point we see it, and I might see it in Arizona Sunshine when uh, I couldn't bloody grab. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, it's like ridiculous. I mean, I mean, you guys ripped it out me for a good couple of minutes, um, but uh, but yeah. So 
I'll try to stand up next time and, and make notes. Definitely. Is it not <laughs> standing up the whole time? It can be, but that's, you know, it's a wee bit of workout. Lockdown, you know. I <laughs> should be like exercise. <laughs> uh, my legs were killing me by the end of it. We, we, I mean, we played, what, two hours? Two hours of VR, which is quite a lot. That's quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, my legs were killing me standing up the whole time. I was like, oh. And, uh, and of course, I just said, after we played some Firewall, we jumped in eight Arizona Sunshine, the multiplayer zombies shoot them up. Yes. What, what's it called? Horde mode? Horde mode Horde or mode, yeah. Horde, yeah. Mode. Horde mode? Horde mode. <laughs> <laughs> Horde um. mode. Is that not the level above normal? Horde <laughs> mode. <laughs> it's Sick, man. <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed Horde mode, but more specifically, I really enjoyed this level. Um, there was one level that was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> it was nightmare yeah, for you. My favourite level out of them. <laughs> um. So Arizona Sunshine's a funny one because it is janky as hell at points and we were having various issues at various points with reloading or picking things up. But when it works, it works really well. And then it just has these moments where you're like, ah, nothing's working, I can't do anything. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, the dual wielding stuff's a lot of fun. That's um, good fun, yeah, with the motion controllers, yeah. Yeah. And it's it very satisfying to blast a zombie's heat off. Yeah, it's a good, I think it was, a. Cause you were saying when we were playing, Paul, it was one of the earliest VR games, wasn't it? It must have been, yeah. Way back then. Before it was on PSVR, it was on the Oculus? Yep, yeah, it was. That was so, one of the very first games on Oculus, I think. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's held up pretty well. I think, see, because I'm going from Saints and Sinners, which controls so well and yeah. so intuitively, like, it's the weirdest thing. So, to run, you've got to push both buttons on each wand but then it turn you've got to push another button in the same wand and i was like wait i don't have oh sorry shut up oh i was like i don't have three thumbs i was like how many thumbs do you think i have to make myself run so i was struggling with that a bit well i I think that's because it was teleport only for as long as i can remember i I don't know if it's when it came on psvr that they introduced the the full motion Mm -hmm. um but you'd you'd think that they'd work a way around that with the controls you know yeah, I have to say I I didn't have the same problem you were having to with the with the walking. Um, but I had played a wee bit more of it than you had before before we started. So I guess maybe I had just got used to it quicker. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because that but, was your first game, Gary, wasn't it? That was you. Yeah, uh-huh, that's yeah. the first time time picking up. I, I I do think though it was going to be a, a little unfair in the game the fact that you had been spending so much time playing. Yeah. The brand new kid on the block, the the VR zombie yeah. survival thing, which looks amazing. Um, so it it was always going to struggle a wee bit, considering major this game and and all that sort of stuff. But um, but we we picked this up for what like a tenner all in with the DLC. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I definitely think it was worth it. Um, oh yeah, it was a good laugh. Whether I'll play lots of it, I'm not sure. But um, I see it being good for like. Just like if you put people up when we're allowed to do that again, having someone like stick on the VR and go shoot zombies, it's that it's like that kind of feel to it. Exactly, yeah. We'll yeah. have a fun. Then playing the the, the 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 co-op mode was a good good laugh as well. Yeah, yeah. That's something that that for instance, Saints and Sinners won't be quite as accessible. Yeah. To you know, you can oh just jump in and play a couple of minutes of Saints and Sinners. They'll be like, I don't, I, what what? Whereas with this, it's just just stand here and shoot zombies. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I thought, I, I thought it was good, good fun. Yeah, good yeah. fun. 
Colin, tell us what else you've been playing in the past couple of weeks. Um, wee bits and pieces that we discussed uh, last night. Myself and Paolo were joined by Gavin Alaf and John Rocks Twenty One. We streamed uh, here on the channel. We streamed some Predator Hunting Grounds. Um, yeah, it's had a, a bit of a bug fixing update. Still, no sign of the crossplay working. Mm-hmm. We spent far too long yesterday trying to get that to work. It does not work. It patently does not work. Promised um, for launch day. They promised it for launch day, and they've been incredibly quiet about it. And now they're basically Elphonic are just sort of cutting, cutting and pasting uh, a tweet to people saying, "Oh, we're working on it." Uh, including me, I received one while I was having a meltdown trying to get it to work. Uh, I don't know whether it's a Sony issue. I don't know whether it's an Epic Store issue. I don't know whether it's both. Um, I, I think we we have suspicions that it might be more of a Sony issue than an Epic issue, but we don't know. Um, yeah. There could be multiple reasons for why it's happening. Um, it's a strange one, though. I don't, I don't, I don't understand how it's so difficult to get it right. The, the problem, because we did play against PC players, so actually the mechanics of of the crossplay is working. It's just you cannot invite your friends to the game, which mm-hmm. uh, is is a, a pain in the backside. Um, but yeah, it's still a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, uh, it's had a bit of a visual overhaul. I think it, not a massive one, but it is looking a wee bit crisper. I think they changed the anti-aliasing, um, so it, it just it looks a wee bit smoother. Um, performance seems a little bit better. Uh, there's definitely been some new uh, rebalances and all that. Um, we noticed last night we were playing three on one, and at three on one, the predator is incredibly strong. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Um, we there was hardly there was only maybe we played a bunch of games. I think there was only once or twice the predator actually got killed. Um, so it was it was pretty pretty tough. It was pretty tough, okay. um, but it was good. It was really good. Apart from that, I, I, I streamed some Doom sixty four. I absolutely loved it. I loved it. That's a game that was a bit of a blind spot for me. I didn't really know much about it. The, the, <laughs> Just the, the, realized the, the visuals are flashing. Oh, I see. That's uh, very. <laughs> Look away now if you're you're oh, susceptible yeah. to that. Yes, it's a flickery level, flickery uh, video. Um, if you've got any sort of photo sensitivity, don't look. There's like no warning as well. It was just like bang. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about that. Somebody, somebody called nine 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 nine. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was excellent. You can see the the character designs are so interesting. It's it, it's it, this game wasn't actually made by Ed Software. It was made by Midway uh, and uh, Never NeverSoft. Um, under sort of the watchful eye and sort of under um, kind of supervision from it, but they didn't make it. So it's it, it it it's different. It's different, but it's it's really I I really enjoyed it. Actually, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, had a great time with that. And uh, and yeah, uh, apart from that, I played a little bit of Hitman as well. I was playing nice. that. Um, yeah, again, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of daftness. Uh, this was the um, the Bangkok level, um, where I had to kill a kind of douchebag sort of um, singer, and oh. I managed to eventually uh, electrocute him um, <laughs> with, uh, with his um, extremely, uh, extremely um, sort of like dangerous microphone that he wanted to use. And I think the, <laughs> I think the, the 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 whole episode's called the Twenty Seven Club or something like that. Um, uh. It was good. It was really good. The the guy. Um, the guy deserved it. He really deserved it, and um, it was a lot of fun. The level's huge, and and just the amount of ways you can do things, the amount of things, the, the sort of attention to detail that are in these games is incredible. And um, I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun playing it. Nice, nice, yeah. Mr. Kaczynski, What have you been 
playing. Uh, well, I'm just looking at the time, so I'll be very brief. Um, uh, Animal Crossing, I'm still playing Animal Crossing, making money out of turnips. Oh, I've not sold them this week. Oh, oh Juggle on Thursday didn't happen. Uh, so I need to sell them. Um, so I'll just continue with that. Started working on the island, finally. Uh, the golf club, streamed the golf club on one of the Sunday socials on my channel on a Sunday mm. morning, uh, which was nice. Uh, Dancing Toaster, James 42 and fellow Neely man Colin Little made an appearance on the hey. greens. Uh, it was good fun, it was good fun. Uh, but pretty much taking up most of my streaming time, I suppose, would be uh, on a Monday night on this channel as I'm doing The Last of Us playthrough. Cool. Uh, and we're now on part three. So part four is next Monday. Uh, and we're doing not bad. I would say we're about two thirds of the way through it. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's 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 nice, nice. It's it's good fun. It's lovely watching the story again and uh, mm. remembering beats that I'd missed and all that jazz. And uh, it's just it's just a brilliant game. It really is really good. I thought I'd uh, completely botched it uh, <laughs> at one point. For those of you who played it, it's the bit with the sniper in the house, and you have to kind of dart down to get to him. Oh, I forgot that bit. And I made the stupid mistake of running too far to begin with, and he got a good couple of hits on me, uh, and then hid behind a car and then died, but it saved it at the point where I got behind the car, so I'd hardly any health to do the rest of the mission. Uh, so that took me a wee while, I took a good few not, a few few goes at it, but we got there in the end. Um, and it's, it's lovely having nice folk in the chat, keep me company with that, and uh, some people experience it for the first time, and uh, a lot of people knowing what it is. So nice. that's, that's really good, that's really good. Uh, along with Predator as well, we're playing some uh, NBA. Oh, lost my button. <laughs> NBA Two K Twenty because it was three ninety nine on the PlayStation Store. Uh, somebody did inform it's on Game Pass, but sometimes it's just quite nice to sit on the couch beside your wife and play a game rather than hide away in a cubby hole. <laughs> uh, and I, I know very little about basketball, uh, but I think I think I maybe you said it in the last episode uh, that there's something about the. The, the basketball video games that get me intrigued and I know I'm the, the newly made sports correspondent so you are, you I, are, felt, you I are. felt a duty mm. to do that uh, <laughs> a, a usual business from uh, 2K20 it's, uh, or 2K it's, it's absolutely beautiful looks stunning uh, and it's fun to play if only I knew how to play it'd be good I've been watching The, the Last Dance and uh, the, the, the wonderful documentary on Netflix and it made me sit there well maybe I should get NBA 2K20 oh, I, I um, mean, it's good fun and I, I love the kind of playground stuff I love like the 2v2 stuff uh, yeah. playing on the courtyard I, I like all that uh, but I mean it's great it's great fun and, and for £4 I thought well if I sit and play it for a night then that's that's worth it do you know what I mean yeah mm. um, yeah and I, I suppose the only other game I've been playing um which I think I'm just going to pass over to you, Gary, um, <laughs> as I jo- joined your Blunderverse in Minecraft. You did. Getting back yeah. to Minecraft. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so uh, Minecraft, I started at the, uh, the Blunderverse verse realm, which is uh, you can host up to 10 people and they can join the realm when you are not online, um, which is perfect because Yay. that's, that was, as I've said, that was what always was missing for me in Minecraft. Um, I would love yeah. building a structure or a village and then be like, no one's going to see it. <laughs> um, whereas now, there's six of us in the realm. And uh, the, 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 the nicest thing was the first night I'd started up, we'd all been kind of in playing along. I went to my bed. The next day, I jumped in and there was like a farmhouse and a building and and the world, and I was like, "Oh, they've done things. They've been back." And I think that's one of the nicest things I have in this realm that people can jump in and out of when I'm not online. Just seeing this world you're creating take 
take form um, and seeing how people play differently. Like uh, Daybreak, so she's there. She she's like making all the food and she's got a farm and like she's got this really cool house and she likes to stick to her one area. Whereas I want to run away and go and take over lands far away. And it's it, it it's really interesting watching the social aspect of Minecraft, yeah. which for me never existed before. Nothing quite says Minecraft like uh, suddenly walking in and seeing a massive metropolis has been built and going, oh, Daybreak 1591's been here. <laughs> <laughs> There's my house. There's my house. Daybreak is an absolute Minecraft master. And this she is, is Paolo's glorious is. house. I was really impressed. I sat and watched Paolo on the Sunday Social build this house in the Blunderverse, and I was astonished by it. Mm, it's cracking. Um, it's just nothing I, compared to the others, I have to say. D- Diet Punk. Oof. Oh, Diet Punk's made an ice palace, ice and water oh. palace, based on Elsa's palace from Frozen. Um, Diet Punk had never played the game until I kind of told him to buy it because he was watching the stream and loved the idea of it. And I can't get him off it now. Every time I log in, he's there. I'm like, oh, have you done any work today? He's like, yes. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just, it's been so much fun um, and streaming it and having everyone in voice chat and like on the Discord as well. Like, it's weird because you like we met Daybreak for for real for the first time because it was our voice and we we're like oh that's what you sound like that's so strange um, but no it's been it's been wonderful um, and it's, it's so much fun I know Colin you're, you you've been thinking about possibly getting it um, oh I'm feeling very left out I'm very left out so this is being Daybreak going to find buried treasure so she found a treasure map and, I, and I, did she find it in the sunken ship I think she found a sunken ship. And this is us going to find the treasure. Um, and it's just, it's mental. It's its such a big world. It feels nuts. Uh, we've built a nether portal. We've been to the nether realm. We've been scared by the big squishy face things there. It's just, <laughs> it's so much fun. And I think it's so fun because there's other people. I think that's what's yeah, really making it fun. Totally, totally, yeah. yeah. It is um, a great game. It's an absolutely great game. I see Diet Punk saying he's absolutely fallen in love yeah. with the game. Yeah, and it's dead easy to stream. Like you can just stick it on and have a chill stream, like you were doing on the Sunday Social Paul. Like yeah. it's something you can chat along with and not we project. Like, feel rushed, yeah. Uh huh. Uh, and then you get bored, you go find somewhere new to make a new project. But no, it's <laughs> been, it's been great, and uh, I'll probably go in after the podcast. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Wait back to Blunderverse. Um, I've been playing a few different types of games as well. Uh, I went back and I finished Assassin's Creed Origins. Um. Yes. I enjoyed it. I really liked the end. Annoyingly, I kind of wish we didn't have the game. I wish we'd started at the end and played her story because she, I don't, I don't know what to spoil it, but it is her story. And I was kind of like, right, his part could have been a cutscene, right? And we could have had the actual founding. But I, the whole last bit, I did, I really enjoyed. I found the pacing off. I will say that. It was like, Big mission, big mission, big mission. War, 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 kill them dead, fight, end. And I was like, well, what the fuck is going on? I'll um, give you that, yeah. Yeah, I was a bit like, wait, who, what? Who's that? Why is that the bad guy? What's going on? Um, but no, I, I, I did enjoy my time with that. And then my copy of Assassin's Creed Odyssey had arrived by the time I finished Origins. So Ooh. I jumped straight in. And I'm much preferring Odyssey Origins. And I... I've done more assassiny things in Odyssey than Origins. Like, I've stuck around, I've hidden bushes, I've whistled in people, I've sat... I don't know what it is. I don't know... I like the boats in Odyssey, whereas I never liked them in Black Flat. I don't know what's going on. It's very strange, but I... Like, I don't know if it's the Ancient Greece thing, because I love Ancient Greece. 
Yeah, I mean, whatever hooks you in, isn't it? It's... Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm doing more assassin stuff in this, even though annoyingly it's set before Origins, which is a start. Then don't get me started in that side yet. That's that's probably going to be some beef. But I'm enjoying the game as I'm enjoying like, and I've done a lot of I said assassiny things in it. Whereas with um with the the magi, I was just kind of like running and smashing them in the face with my sharp sword or like shoot, shooting them with my shotgun bow and arrow. Um, one of my favourite moves in all these is the kick, the thump kick. It's so sad. I, we just the, the, the three hundred kick. Yeah, is that what it is? Right? Yeah. You're, you're just yeah. about to see it in the stream, and it just you doof, kick them. It's so funny, um, but no, I, I'm enjoying it. I, I need to go back to it and continue it. Um, I like the story. I did all the quests in that first island. Like I did everything in Within Shit's Life. Um, oh, I've never it, played it. Never played. It. I've always been tempted by it though, because I think <laughs> aside from uh, Assassin's Creed, oh, was it called Rogue? The one that was in London. That's the only one I've not played. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like I should be playing them. Because yeah. I, I loved Origins. I thought Origins was great. Yeah. I, yeah, I can only I imagine like this is an improvement on Origins. The it map certainly is. Massive, yeah. as Colin said. When you look at the map, you go, it's not that big, then you zoom out, and then you keep zooming out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's huge. That's my only concern. Yeah. I, and I don't know. Maybe I need to get back. I, as I said, I, I do think I had open world fatigue when I was playing it. I mm-hmm. had just finished uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, and it probably was a terrible time to jump in in our huge game. So maybe I shall go back to it at some point. I've got mm-hmm. some big super duper edition that I got uh, quite cheap. Um, and I've just never really, I don't know. I may, maybe I will. Maybe I'll have to jump back into it. Yeah. Um, but no, I've, I've been enjoying it. Well, we'll jump over to the figures games and see what see what they've been they've been playing nice and quick. Um, so, uh, oh gosh, how's that? Matt KG twelve um, says they've been, playing, they've been playing Star Wars Battlefront two, grinding to get that mall skin, and Mortal Kombat eleven aftermath is Robocop. I just can't resist a good gimmick, <laughs> an expensive uh, gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, James Simpson still playing Last of Us Remastered. Really looking forward to part two. Picked up Old Man's Journey on Switch as it was cheap. Good little game so far. Uh, enjoy the new lockdown, guys. Stay safe. Oh, you too, Thank Jamie. You. Yeah. Who is me? Um, Kimberly oh, oh, Ann Hornsel Smith says she's been playing nothing because she would rather watch our streams. Oh, do you know what I mean? That's so nice. <laughs> That's dedication. That's dedication. That's lovely. Uh, little Debs09, I've been dipping in and out of Minecraft, doing all the lockdown home improvements I'm not able to do in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Yes. And, and that particular house is majestic. Uh, you know, do you know what, Colin? Oh, you just maybe need to get it on a, a laptop so that they can oh, build that, a big house to show off to people. And that will leave in the, in the Bondiverse. And that will yeah. leave the PS4 free for yeah for little Debs to go on and mm-hmm. use Minecraft well, on that. You know, I mean, you don't want to hog it. Nah, <laughs> I'm not a hog it. And then uh, James Forty Two. I was intrigued by Man Eater, and after seeing your streams, I got it. The controls are a bit annoying, but it is fun and a bit different being a shark. Also, having sessions of Warzone with some of my workmates. Don't see them at this time, so it's a good way to keep in contact. That's oh, nice. That yeah. We have a bunch of games coming out. Oh, I've just seen the name of a game, and I don't think that's very appropriate. Okay, dokie. Uh, Give it a miss, so, then. Yeah, um, so we'll fly <laughs> through these. I need to look and see what game it is. I know, I'm yeah. <laughs> immediately um, going down. So, on the 28th of the 5th, 
you can get hold of Arcade Archives Crazy Climber 2 on the PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Atomic Crops on the PS4, the Xbox One, Nintendo Switch and PC. Dungeon Defenders Awakened on the PC. Fly Punch Boom on the Switch and the PC. Hill Climbing Mania on the Switch. Let's Sing 2020 on the Xbox One. Uh, Ninjala on the Switch. Fantasy Star Online 2 on the Xbox One PC. Pilots of Darcelon on the PC. Res... Resolution, that's a weird name, on the Nintendo Switch and the PC, Retrograde Arena on the PC, Slime Rancher Deluxe Edition on the PS4 and the Xbox One. On the 29th of the 5th, you can get Adam's Venture Origins on the Switch, uh, Mana Rocks on the PC, Ultimate Fishing Simulator on the Xbox One, or Utawarerumono, Prelude Fallen on the PS4. Wild Tracks Racing on the Switch and PC. Uh, on the 30th, you can get Pandora Chains of Chaos on the Xbox One and the PC. Moving over to June, and um, uh, on the 2nd of June, you can get uh, Death Stranding on the PC, which I would say Ooh. it's good. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. if, and I uh, don't believe the hype, it's more than just FedEx. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Liberated on the PS4, the Xbox One, the Switch and the PC. On the 3rd of June, you can get Depth of Extinction on the Xbox One and Kart Rider Drift on the Xbox One and PC. On the 4th of June, you've got Depth of Extinction on the Switch, Pro Cycling Manager 2020 on the PS4, Xbox One and PC, Tour de France 2020 on the PS4, Xbox One and PC. You like the Tour de France games, don't you, Paul? Uh, well, we got given them um, uh, by whoever it is that does them. Escape, my name has escaped me now. Um, so yeah, so I, I play them for review basically, but uh-huh. uh, they, they've got better each year. To be fair, oh, cool. Yeah. Hmm. And the fifth of June, you've got Little Town Hero on the PS4, Summer Loop on the PC, and We Were Here Together on the Xbox One. On the sixth, you've got Potata Fairy Flower on the Switch. Potata. Potata. On the ninth, nineteen seventy-one Project Helios on the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Stellaris Console Edition on the PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, the Dark Eye Book of Heroes and PC. On the 10th, Dreamback VR on the Oculus Rift and Vive. Isle of Spirits on the Xbox One and PC. Primordials of Amaron on the PC. And on the 11th, you have Ancestors Legacy on the Switch and Beyond Blue on the PS4, Xbox One, and the PC. Look at that list. Look at that list. Gary Hogg Simmons reading that list. That list of games that no one's heard about except for like Death Stranding. (laughs) <laughs> I'm still not convinced if anybody knows of a definitive place where you can get new release lists please let us know because everywhere we go is horrifically inaccurate all the horrific. time horrific <laughs> gosh good golly gosh golly gosh golly gosh um Questions from chat. There was only one that jumped out to me, uh, if anyone picked them up. But um, when we were talking about um, the, the free Gibby games for PS Plus, the Wii Maverick said, isn't there something a little tasteless about releasing a war sim and what I presume is a day that commemorates the horror of war? Fair and point. That's, yeah, that's, uh, absolutely. Fair point. That's, this that's is the sort of argument that always comes up with, with yeah. any sort of these games that whenever you base a war on a real life co- a game on a real life conflict, it's going to have that sort of thing. I thought it was a strange choice, I must say, putting it out during D Day. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I suppose if you go down that route, the, you, you, it opens that whole question about whether these games are tasteless in the first place. 
Um, and and that's quite a tricky one. But yeah, it's something that jumped out at me as well. We Maverick, I, I did. I, I, it it kind of sits a bit uneasy with me. It seems yeah. a wee bit strange. And as yeah. I said, announcing it on Memorial Day as well seemed a wee bit strange. Yeah, um, yeah. to say yeah. the least. Uh, we've got a couple other things in the chat I did spot out. Let me see. Uh, Arcade Glasgow did reply talking about Maneater. They said, imagine a Robocod DLC. Oh, they not yet. Remember, remember Robocod? <laughs> oh, Robocod. Like that. That'd go. be good. Uh, we've got a whole lot of stuff about VR. Lots and lots of stuff for that. Um, did you catch the No Man's Sky call, comment, call? I, I, I did see that, yes. <laughs> Don't mention No Man's Sky. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Sherry Bobbin says, uh, oh, do not do not mention No Man's Sky to Colin. Price <laughs> says it's a, a good game. And uh, Sherry Bobbin says, Colin does not agree. I do not oh. agree. <laughs> well, I, I think it's fine. It's just not a game. It's, it's just boring. Game. Can it's I just throw it? It's coming to Game Pass as well. Good, so, so that if, all if those Xbox players can find out how unfun it is. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, apart from that, we had various things. Uh, I did see uh, Mishmallow Arcades, Mishmallow, dropping, um, dropping a rather controversial comment in the chat, saying that Stardew Valley is better than, um, than Animal Crossing. Ooh. Uh, and she says that Dangerous. it also, she says it's way better, and it also has less turnip politics. Oh, I, I'm there oh. for the turnip politics. That's the only reason I play it. <laughs> I <laughs> would say um, Stardew Valley is is good fun. I like Stardew Valley, but chat progress and it takes forever. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to just close this door because my cat is insisting on beating on the podcast. He's driving up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, lots of people talking about uh, Stardew Valley. Original Stephen is chatting about it. Uh, Bryce talking about it. Yeah, I think the prospect of um, not being a turnipier, turnipier oh. or or a billionaire, which I think they're calling it, um, billionaire. a billionaire. Oh, no. but, uh, Stardew yeah, Valley I, turned the winds against us. <laughs> it's Mish Mallow that's turned the wings against us. That's what's happened. Mish Mallow's some sort of agitator in the chat. <laughs> uh, but we do love it when you guys get in touch. Uh, and if you want to get in touch, there's lots of ways you can do it. And this is how we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook as The Nearly Men, Twitter, and Instagram, where we are at Nearly Men, or email info at thenearlymen.com. Yep. Uh, so thank you all for listening. That has been a super duper long uh, podcast uh, episode. I thought it was going to be like really short because there wasn't a lot to talk about, and it turns out there was. I know. We need to stop so many games. I know we, we do. We need to stop talking. We have to stop talking. Before we wrap up for tonight, we have to give a big shout out again to our producers who have uh, uh, supported us. So that's Nat Pacino, Gavin Lapp, you guys are a right pain in the backside, you know that? I was calling Little's fault. It's called Little's fault. I can't even look at the I don't see who's doing that. <laughs> now he's got a close-up me is that, I, 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 for once I was the innocent party <laughs> but uh, thank you all so much uh, for your support, thanks for listening uh, live, or thanks for listening uh, through all the different mediums you can hear us um, the next episode you can catch live here on Twitch www how many W's is that? 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 How many W's
But for now, uh, say goodbye, Colin Little. Goodbye, Colin Little. <laughs> say goodbye, Paul Kaczynski. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> oh, and it's goodbye for me. Goodbye, folks. Thanks. Bye-bye, see, everybody. Bye. Bye.